0: My name is Lex, and this week on Spidey Signals, me, my co-host Alex, and special guest Sir B discuss Julie Taymor, Glenn Berger, and Roberto Aguirre Sacasa's Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, Goblinized Elon Musk, and sets so bad they cause eye pain. Get ready to bounce off the walls because it's time for Spidey (laughs) Signals. Welcome back to Spidey Signals, the podcast where two guys with the same name talk about Spider-Man. I'm Lex. And I'm Alex. Last week, uh, we had a very riveting discussion about Back in Black and One More Day, uh, which you know, it's it's kind of it's vaguely disappointing when it's just like, oh yeah, you know, the, the critical consensus was correct, but yeah, that's that's the way it crumbled this time.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a it was a fun blend of edge and uh, I, well I guess I can't even say it's a fun blend it's like getting a a, a lobotomy but getting like a a cool movie to watch beforehand I don't
0: know uh, yeah, it's like getting a lollipop to suck on and then you get your brains blown out with a twelve gauge Spider Man yay Spider Man and the pain only continues uh, mm-hmm. this week you know last week we talked about uh, one more day which is I, I would argue the the most uh, famed spider-man flop amongst the comics but uh we're also today we're going to be talking about something almost even more notorious uh because you know it had a far wider spread this week we're talking about uh spider-man turn off the dark the hit hit question mark broadway musical uh hit as in there were a lot of physical injuries uh hit in that manner but um, we're gonna make a lot of jokes about that. Before we get started, I gotta introduce our our guest here. Uh, he's a very good friend of mine. Uh, is a streamer man. Does a lot of other things. Uh, it's 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 Sir B. Get in here, B. Get in here.
2: I, I, I've I've been strapped down to the chair already, so I, I I don't know why you're telling me to get in here.
0: We've we've got our we got our Spidey signals goon squad,
2: uh, dripping your
0: water into your eyes to keep them hydrated. <laughs> so as we hold them open. Making you watch I, this? I greatly appreciate that.
1: You say this to the person who voluntarily watched this show four times.
0: Four times for a completely superfluous thing that we did not tell him to do. Uh, but we will get to that later. Uh, be t- Tell the people who you are and what you do and
2: why you came on this stupid program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hi, my name's uh, Sir B. Uh, I'm a man of great hubris who never learns from his mistakes. Uh, But in my spare time, uh, sometimes I do Twitch streams on twitch.tv slash Sir B. You can also find me on Twitter uh, at eGronk. And um, yeah, thank you so much for for having me on the show. uh, As your number one Spidey Signal super fan, Uh, it's a great honor being here.
0: You did. You're the first person to send us an email. That's correct. Mm -hmm. We do appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> and we got we got B on this show primarily just because I'm friends with B and I was like, hey, you should come on my program. Uh I don't remember why we were talking about I think I was I was in a call with you and somebody else and we were talking about one more uh we were talking about Turn Off the Dark for some reason. And we're like, hey, you want to be on the podcast when we do a Turn Off the Dark episode? And that's how that happened. Yeah. Uh but you know, I'd, I'd I'd say you're not you're not as terribly interested in this stuff as we are. You're, you're, I'd say you're you're a, you're a cat
2: you're a casual as as the as a, a one term for it. Well, well, here's the thing. It's funny you mentioned that because I'm not I'm not I am I am a, a casual fan of Spider Man. Um, but I do like theater, so I'm sort of on the oh. other end of the of the uh, of the um, whatever see, you would call the the, we're the, the nightmare ride. We're on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, so when you had mentioned that uh, you, you wanted to do something about it, like turn off the dark, uh, I, I had to jump in. I had to be a part of it.
0: Now, I know that you have a, a you, you've talked about it on your stream, but we haven't revealed what it is yet. Mm. Uh, but we'll we'll be talking about B's special surprise after we get through the plot and the fun facts for this episode. Uh, and then you can walk us through the, the thing that you have created entirely of your own volition. <laughs> uh, because I haven't read any of it. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. But today, as we said earlier, we are talking about Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. This is a Broadway musical. Uh, it, it took a very long time to develop it. But the preview period began on November 28th, 2010. Uh, and then, you know, it took a very long time. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, it might be a fun fact later on. Uh this had the longest preview period in Broadway musical history, uh, ended up opening on June 14th, 2011. And there were specifically two different versions of this show. The preview period had an entirely different storyline. But we ended up watching a a bootleg, poorly recorded uh, audio uh, and video of of this, of the 2.0 version, which was what was officially released. So that's the version Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about. Uh the book, which is like the storyline and stuff, if you don't know your Broadway terms, uh, is done by Julie Taymor, Glenn Berger, and Roberto Aguirre sacasa uh, the music and the lyrics for all of the songs are done by Bono and the Edge of U2 fame. Uh, <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as it as is, for our <laughs> as for our cast. We've got uh, Reeve Carney as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Uh, Jennifer D'Amiano as uh, Mary Jane Watson. T.V. Carpaio as Arachne. Patrick Page as Norman Osborn slash The Green Goblin. Uh, Michael Mulherin as J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, Ken Marks as Uncle Ben and Isabel Keating. As Aunt May, uh, and lastly, this, this show had a budget of seventy five million dollars, uh, which you know is is compared to like some of the movies we've covered is is not a whole lot. You know we we've, we've covered movies that had you know hundred million dollar budgets, uh, but you know it's way more than uh, Into the Spider Verse cost. Mm-hmm. So that's our that's our, that's our that's our high watermark mark here, uh, and you know not a great return on on investment uh, that these people got.
1: Yeah, no, uh, uh, one thing to note especially with that is, like, with a movie, you sink $100 million into a movie. that's, That's what you spent on the movie. It can keep making money forever. That $75 million was to keep this show, like neck Float. above the water for a few months to of like a year and a half ish or something like that and it will yeah, never so make like, money again <laughs> the only money right like, is on like monetization of people talking about
2: it well actually i'd like to correct you on that because i believe there is still merchandise for sale for spider-man turn off the dark i could be Shut wrong up. <laughs> I I I think they still have quite a bit of merchandise left over, and I'm sure I they hold... do.
0: It's sitting in a warehouse somewhere, covered in mothballs. Right, right. right. Funny, I got you so... the
1: original Broadway cast recording of in, of Turn Off the Dark on vinyl.
2: <laughs> awesome,
0: awesome. awesome. Uh, well,
2: I know what I want for Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, Sony. Put that onto your Christmas tree. Uh, your, your vinyl copy of Turn Off of the Dark. Well, uh, well, but I guess can, we can life support. We could sort of talk about our, our personal experiences here. Alex, do you have any personal experiences with this Broadway musical extravaganza? Not,
1: not in the in the general broadest sense. I never watched it uh, until this podcast. As uh, I was about fifteen when this was like when it broke and it was big, and I remember this is, I, I like I've said before, I exist in that weird like I'm not quite Gen Z and I'm not quite uh, a millennial either. I watched a lot of G4 growing up, which was not meant for kids As about all my did. age. It was for older kids, I guess. And one thing I remember seeing all the fucking time on G4, all the time, was Kevin Pereira and uh, talking about uh, "Turn Off the Dark" has been delayed again on Attack of the Show. And I was like, God damn, are they ever gonna make this fucking? Is this ever gonna come out? And I remember that being the case for multiple years, right up until 2011 when it came out. And I was like, Oh, well, there you go. And I never thought about it again outside of seeing like the reviews for it. So uh, no, my my personal experiences are extremely limited outside of just experiencing firsthand the incredibly negative press that it got in nerd circles.
0: Ah uh, B, do you have do you have any personal experiences with this 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 show?
2: So I used to be and i'm i I'm, I'm gonna be putting myself on blast here. Uh, I used to be a uh, uh, not a theater kid. Um, but I did take theater in high school. How? Embarrassing. Um, yeah, it's, There's it's a, a great shame. I also took theater in high school, but I'm not a theater I,
0: kid. T- I took speech and debate, which is vaguely related to, to, I I hung out with a lot of theater kids in high school.
2: It's, it's speech and debate is theater kids, but for conservatives. Um, uh, yeah. Huh.
0: I had to take that class, but you know.
2: Um, so like, I used to really like the theater. I used to really like musicals. I remember going to see, uh, the green day musical with Aaron, my wife. Um, and then here in Ontario, my wife, uh, here in Ontario, we have a town called Stratford, uh, which emulates a lot of the same things of Stratford in England. It has its own world theater. It's, it's fairly famously known here in Ontario as being the theater town. And we used to take a lot of field trips there and, um, my great uncle was actually a, a wig maker for uh for that theater um so growing up used to really like theater used to really like musicals uh up until the point where i watched the into the woods movie uh which sucked so bad i never wanted to see another musical ever again um but but like i i, I never really experienced anything about spider-man turn off the dark up until i agreed to be on uh this podcast uh so my 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 sort of my sort of turn off the dark world was very limited until I uh, agreed to do this. Uh,
0: I'm I, I'm in a lot of I'm in a sort of in a combination of the two uh, of you. I, I had also heard about this for a very long time when it first came out. Uh, I remember reading a lot and hearing a lot like on TV people would make jokes about how th- there's this Spider-Man musical that is terrible and people keep getting fucking injured on it. Mm. Uh, and it was it was a known disaster, but I had never seen it. I had seen some images of it. Uh, I have there's a YouTube uh, sort of documentary dissecting what happened here that I haven't seen in a long time. I meant to watch it before I recorded this episode, but I was very busy this week, so I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, in more recent years, uh, the only musical that I, I'm not really a, again not really a big theater guy. Uh, but the only, like, Broadway musical that I ever thought was good and interested me enough that I, like, enjoyed it and, like, downloaded the soundtrack uh, was Hadestown. That's a really good show. Uh, mm-hmm. And as it turns out, uh, both Reeve Carney and Patrick Page are in Hadestown in mm-hmm. essentially, like, the same sort of protagonist-antagonist roles. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I haven't seen Hades Town myself, and uh, I I don't
1: know that I will. I'm also not terribly a musical guy, but uh, I this is one of those situations where yeah, the I I can't hold the the show against the actors. Uh, Reeve Carney's know, probably I, a fine
0: I, man. Yeah, I I know it's 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 just really funny because uh we'll we'll talk about this as we get. Uh, I have a note about it as we get into the show, but uh, Reeve Carney has sort of a, a sort of willowy, almost Kermit the Frog type voice. Uh not to not to harp on the guy because I really like him in Hades Town. And that works in Hades Town because in that show that he he plays Orpheus and he's sort of like this this you know sensitive artiste boy. Uh but here it just does not work, and it's very funny. Uh but we'll obviously get more into that as we, we start talking about the plot of this program. So Alex, fucking take us away.
1: Absolutely. Uh Spider-Man, turn off the dark uh we begin uh with the set piece of uh where do i do i start with the set piece do i start with arachne what the fuck man uh, <laughs> okay so we're shown we're shown midtown high school in queens new york you know the the, the set piece and it's like the a weird isometric like view of the set and One thing to note just, you know, about all the sets in this movie is that they're like glaringly, headache inducingly comic book on purpose, if that makes Mm. sense. Um, Everything has black like, you know, action lines on it and it's shaded like a comic book. And the desks that these grown, you know, adult students are standing at are like at a weird three quarters angle that are just.
2: Yeah. The
1: whole thing is it's like you're watching a Spider-Man nightmare.
2: But but something I did really actually like about some of the set pieces is the way they sort of opened up like a like a pop-up book. They were very to to me like very headache inducing because they sort of had different styles um like set to set some were mm-hmm. very comic book, like some were very like realistic and we using real props. But the ones that were comic book, like that sort of had these dynamic, like yeah. they would expand, they would open up, they would change shape. I actually kind of liked that. Um, and I did like how the high school sort of like folded open and then all the students desks would pop up and then the the the, the place play stage actors would would sit at their desks.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: uh, there are sets that work in this.
0: There are there are sets, and I, I I have to admit that some of the production design is is cool, but m- the problem that I have with it is uh, most of it is incredibly fucking ugly.
2: <laughs> All of the
0: costumes, the sets, everything in this in this show is ugly as fuck. Uh, and Julie Taymor, who is one of the, the 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 director and one of the 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 main writers of the the story, uh, her big claim to fame is she did the Lion King on Broadway, and that was a very sort of abstracted. Very stylized sort of show, and that either successful makes, too, and very and very successful, and that I saw makes that instead a lot of, of going to fifth grade field day. Let's fucking go, <laughs> uh, and you know that that w- would work on paper of like, oh, this person made this sort of heavily stylized type thing. Let's get her on to, for this Spider Man project, but her artistic sort of vision for Spider Man is just to make everybody look really fucking ugly. Uh, we, we'll, we will get that when we get to the, the Green Goblin uh, villain song. It's Super Bagley, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> we uh, we talked in the last episode about the, the phenomenon of Bagley face. Uh, yeah, the, 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 every every everyone in this show has Bagley face. It's all Bagley face all the time.
1: Yeah, I wish you could say the same for the suit, but the suit is some weird hybrid of like. we'll we'll talk about the suit. We'll talk about. We'll suit. talk about. it. We'll talk about. It. Uh, uh, but that's not you know to say. Here we are in high school, Peter Parker. Uh, is giving a book report, n- not so much about a book, but about like the the goddess Arachne, the 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 myth it's of Arachne
0: ex- of Greek myth.
1: Yeah, which which is a brief song in and of itself. Um, but Peter gives a book report about the story of how Arachne was weaving and and like was blasphemous against Athena and was cursed to be a spider, the first spider. She became uh, the first spider. <laughs> And Arachne descends in in an interesting costume. Arachne is a character who... uh, She was a completely different character in the first iteration of this. Uh, And, you know, I'll save that trivia for there. But, like, um, in in this version, she's very much just, like, a plot device. Like, a a narrator uh, uh, to sing
2: and tell you what's happening. But, But she only appears, like, maybe three times the entire musical and doesn't really narrate what is actually going on. She just sort of talks at the audience or sings at the audience. I should say about how she is reacting to everything. And then once talks to Peter directly, it's weird. Yeah.
0: You can, you can can tell that uh, in this 2.0 version that she had a much larger role that they wrote that they chopped down Uh, because, you know, she sings turn off the dark, the song that gives the show its title and mm-hmm. well, when we get to that song, we'll, we will realize that, number one, the song basically means nothing. And number two, mm. the title basically means nothing. What the fuck does turn <laughs> off the dark mean? It doesn't
1: it just mean. It sounds anything. cool.
0: Bono
2: came uh, up and someone said, that's it. That's it. And it, she's almost like, could, a- like, turn off the dark.
0: Wow, she's almost like a Madam Web type figure uh, in in like those shittier Spider-Man stories, where Mm -hmm. he's like a spider totem or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it's like a whole there's a whole implication that it was his destiny to become Spider-Man, which, as we've discussed before in this podcast, sucks and is terrible and is antithetical to what the character is about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, they're going to say it was his destiny. And they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course.
1: Uh it's his destiny to turn off the dark.
0: To turn off the fucking dark.
1: Um Arachne descends to the stage uh with like acrobatic curtain swinger effects in the background. Uh people you know, those kind of acrobat people. And uh tells the audience her story, essentially, and leads us to the song Behold and Wonder. I, in my little synopsis here, wrote a little, like, you know, asterisk for every time a song kicks in, uh, just to note where they are, uh, you mm. know, I, 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 I'll I be honest with you guys, I remember 0% of these songs,
0: uh, uh, I kind of is,
1: remember Bouncing on the Walls, maybe?
0: Bouncing off the Walls is, is the only song that I remember, because it has the funniest ending to any of the songs in the entire show. Right, uh, right. And... Yeah, just getting immediately getting this out there before we start t- turning into a broken record. All of the songs in this sh- show are dog shit. They're all right. terrible. I so can't please. remember any of them. They're all bad. Uh, and <laughs> I, like the immediately opening up with the Greek god thing, it's like, what the fuck does this have to do with Spider Man?
2: <laughs> I think I think we all walked away from this musical with remembering one song, but it's only, like the song we hate the most not like the most memorable song from the musical. Me well, personally, but- it was Bullying by Numbers.
0: Oh, my oh Bullying God. by Numbers is bad. No, I Yuck. forgot
1: about it. I was going to read about it in a minute anyway, but so I can't <laughs> do that against it, you. Okay, so
0: it's, so but- it's, there's there's two songs I remember. It's, 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 it's <laughs> Bouncing Off the Walls, and it's also uh, A Freak Like Me. That song. Hmm. Oh! When we get to that part, it's going to be magical. All right, we got to well, we got to keep going. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sorry if you're a musical fan and and you were waiting all this time to go. Ooh, I wonder what their opinions are about these songs. All of them suck, and I'm going to say when they happen, and that's about all we're going to say about. Yeah, them. if you're if
0: you're a big turn off the dark head, <laughs> if you're a big turn off the dark Stan, uh, you sure should, probably shouldn't listen to the rest of this. Uh,
2: if, if people uh want this uh badly enough, I'll make my own LP of all the all the songs and uh, turn off the dark for everyone. <laughs> if you if you if you send uh
0: uh, if you send us on paypal uh spotty signals podcast at gmail.com if you send us ten thousand dollars we will make that for you (laughs) limited time
1: offer um so that uh yeah we we i talked about the athena thing uh challenged arachne to a weaving contest uh during which she created blasphemous images of Athena and her loom and work were destroyed so Arachne uh hanged herself and there's a neat little effect where like she descends and there's I have to imagine that's like a like a fucking very loose silk ribbon she's wrapped around her neck during like the simulator there's a there's a lot uh, of
0: there's a lot of really technical stuff obviously there's lots of web swinging and stuff that they had to like completely invent for this show but there's a lot of really good technical stuff that I like to say even if most of it like doesn't work Right.
1: any injuries that were as attached to the show as it were. I'm glad none had anything to do with that scene. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, again, uh, Athena took pity on Arachne and transformed her into the world's first spider. And now Arachne is cursed to wander the universe and weave her web for all eternity.
2: Uh, now, yeah. my synopsis for this section was Arachne posts cringe on the tapestry of the gods and gets turned into a spider. That's I don't know happens. if that's okay. Good. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's it's like it's like on 4chan where it says user was permanently banned for this post. Uh, yeah, was right, right. User, user was <laughs> turned into a spider for this post. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: um, Peter gives his report and uh, after he's given it, he does a Peter Parker thing and he's like, oh, I wonder what the science Jeez, of turning That was is just- ago. So I'm going to disagree with you on that. It's, it's so close. Raimi, it's MJ close. Is worst, but this it's MJ close.
0: Rami MJ is bad. But this might be even worse, because she, she essentially exists only to, like, suck Peter's dick. That's, like, what she for. Like, right. She,
1: she, she loves to make Peter, Peter and she us. hangs out with yes.
0: Flash
2: sometimes. She's, she's, yeah. a,
0: she's a vacuous nothing of a character.
2: Mm-hmm. More than ever. I, I, I'm pulling this a bit early from my notes, I apologize. But at some point, MJ calls Parker a science stud.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. You know, Peter Parker, the science stud. The science yeah. stud. And she's like, oh, you think Spider Man is cute under his mask? <laughs> uh,
1: so, Flash <laughs> has ended. MJ has complimented Peter's presentation. And Peter's, they allude to this briefly that Flash Thompson is his ex best friend, which is, you know, a thing in every timeline or so. A uh, thing that never comes up again. Yeah, old, old Eugene. And, uh, Flash and his his goons, his merry men, uh, start tormenting Peter with the song "Bullying by Numbers." That I don't want to talk about any more than we already have because I hate it.
0: It is a song My- that exists only to pad the runtime. Most of the songs are. We are minor addendum. Again-
2: the reason why they bully Peter, not just because this is the most pathetic version of Peter Parker ever conceived by man. um, But he also goads the teacher into giving the entire class more homework.
1: Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot, you know, Oh, thank you, Peter for reminding me. We all had homework and (laughs) yeah. So now we're going to like throw you around acrobatically over our shoulders and carry you and, 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 uh, throw your backpack over you and play monkey in the middle with it. Uh, they sing and they dance around him and they act like idiots for a while. Um, And from there, MJ uh, and him kind of do a little, like, meet cute thing, even though they know each other and he clearly already has a crush on her. And it kind of goes to, like, a split, like... <sighs> MJ's abusive father is like screaming and smashing bottles off screen, and again another thing
0: that never gets picked up on. They don't Uh pick up on that
1: at all. No, it's it's there to set up a song, and that's it. So they kind of do a little like dual focus split on like, oh wow, MJ has this abusive home life, and Peter gets all the shit kicked out of him all the time by bullies. So they do a little duet about it called "No More." Uh, that they sing after parting ways on their walk home from school, uh, basically
2: cementing that these are the two most pathetic people in existence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Peter, MJ I, is somehow I,
1: popular I, and like has a bunch of friends she can reliably talk to, and has never told anybody ever. Hey, my dad waits for me to come home from school, screeching, is she?" and throwing bottles at the wall.
0: Maybe <laughs> I should tell
1: somebody that.
2: How do you know that name?
0: Hey, Would you say that name, Martha? I can't.
2: I can't. <laughs> Not again. I don't have the I strength.
0: Yeah, I, I can't do it. Anymore. I can't.
1: Uh, Peter, meanwhile, uh, has been living with his uncle Ben and Aunt May. Don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Ever since his parents, Mary Ooh. and Richard Parker, died. Richard in a Dick tank.
0: Parker, the return of Dick Parker. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> and his fiery plane crash. Uh, <laughs> Good old
0: Dick Parks.
1: They they, when they remind us
0: what he what he was too busy posting to focus on his wife.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was t- <laughs> uh, my wife's dead. I got a post hashtag Boone po- style posting on his Sony Vaio laptop. <laughs> got to retweet one more drill tweet. <laughs> um, Uncle Ben and Aunt May are grilling Peter over his his fight wounds and uh, Ben Parker makes it a. I hate this Uncle Ben. He makes it a point to like say like five times, you're smarter than them, Peter. You're smarter than them.
0: Have I reminded you? You're smarter than them. And it's it's like, like a caricature of Uncle Ben. It's like not Uncle Ben as a real character. It's like that version of Uncle Ben that I hate where he's like ghost man in the sky who like nods approvingly at everything Peter does. It's like, absolutely.
2: Uh, He, he and, uh, Uncle Ben was crucified for our sins. Exactly. <laughs> died for your sins. And this is like, we see how whiny Peter Parker is because all he do is just, all oh, he does yeah. is just he's like so, complain. He's so in
0: the show. He's so bad and, in the show.
2: And and he gets like upset at his aunt and uncle for like being concerned about his well-being. And then he he basically says the equivalent of, I wish I could kill them all. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's. it's awful it's terrible there, there's and a ver-
0: there, i could i could totally see somebody doing a version of peter before he, get, he gets his powers where he's like a little angrier at the world like <clears> where he could have th- feasibly been like a supervillain if it hadn't like amazing been one that sort of yeah like amazing one uh except you know amazing one did his shit because it's amazing one <laughs> uh but you know here it's it's just it's it's really bad. And, you know, like, you know, we obviously we talked about Andrew Peter being shit and, like, Toby Peter, who's, like, a big goober. But I could take, you know... <laughs> goober Peter is fun. I like Goober Peter. Goober uh, Peter screams. I- he's not the ideal Peter, but he's fun Goober Peter. This guy is like, I want to fucking kill the ball. <laughs> kill the ball, yeah, Peter. Yeah, growing up,
1: I knew, like, troubled youth kids who were like raised by their grandparents. And that's what this reminds me of is some mm. of those kids and like the tantrums they would throw. And it's like, dude, oh, my but, God, that's your fucking. And don't sit there on the arm of the couch. You go ah, and stomp your feet on the floor. Calm down.
2: Actually, I'd like to correct myself. This is brilliant because who's going to see this? The- who's going to see this musical theater kids? Mm.
0: This, not spiders, is, yeah, this is not It's it's a, it's a mirror it's a mirror reflecting back at them. This is you.
2: This is you. All you need to do is get Spider-Man powers and then you'll be popular at school. by a comically large spider that comes down from the ceiling.
1: <laughs> um yeah, uh, so in in case I didn't say it enough, Uncle Ben keeps saying you're smarter. You're smart, Peter. Hey, don't don't fucking freak out, kid. You're smart. But Peter's like, yeah, that that doesn't really help me. I'm going to I'm going to freak out. Um a few in musical days pass and Peter and his classmates go on a field trip to the genetics laboratory of scientist and raving lunatic Norman, Osborn Norman Osborne. Norman Osborne,
0: once again, the best character in the show. Yes. Yeah.
1: God yeah. God
0: bless Patrick Page for trying to ham it up in this show. Uh he's fucking he's great.
1: I like this set a lot. Uh it's probably my favorite set. It's one of the only ones that works, I think. It's one of the only positives I can give the show is that I buy it as a goofy sci-fi lab because it's very open, and I like the dumb little bridge effect that's done occasionally.
0: I like the funny uh, little hamster ball that he gets in when he turns into the Green Goblin. Oh, the 3D space ride? Yeah, the space yeah, rings. He, he, get, he gets in he gets in the hamster ball from the hit video game Rolled Out, and he uh, <laughs> he, he gets
2: in the ball and turns into a fucking uh, green lime tomato man. Now, actually... I'm going to be on the opposite side. I I th- I don't like this set and the reason why is because it's very static uh and it's I feel like it's far too open if that makes sense because the the only purpose it serves is to just have a bunch of people on it dancing at once. We have the students and then later on we have the 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 secret masterminds behind oz which we'll get into in a bit <laughs> but like the suit goons the 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 tumbler sexy men when they release them on stage it's it's like there's not for, for me personally i think there's not a whole lot going on with the set there's not a lot that sort of creates this dynamic perspective compared to like the original the, the to the to the first scene with the classroom
0: yeah and I'm I'm gonna be the centrist here. I don't remember any of the sets in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Enlightened I, centrism I, I, in I, I, full display. Uh, horseshoe theory is real. Uh, they all, they, <laughs> all a, blur, they all blur together in my mind.
2: It's a it's a Venn diagram of and just Lex is right in the middle. Lex, you truly are the wisest human. <laughs> I
0: live in, I live in a cave behind a waterfall,
1: and I haven't jerked
0: <laughs> off in ten thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> the semen retention has been my brain massive.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go write Spider-Man, turn off the dark. You know everything about Spider-Man. This
1: uh. is true. Um, Emily and Norman Osborn uh, explain that they're hoping to accomplish some great stuff with uh, genetic research in their song, DIY
2: World. They. Sp- Specifically, Norman Osborn wants to solve climate change by giving everyone giant infrared eyes so they can see in the dark.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he suffers he from
2: Kurt Connors syndrome in this.
0: <laughs> yeah, he suffers from A- uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man one Kurt Connors, where he's like, I know what the solution. Instead of instead of trying to like reverse the effects of greenhouse gases, he's like, let's give everybody gills when the oceans
1: rise. <laughs> But wouldn't it be a lot cooler if we could breathe poison and we had big scales and uh, he, he's like going nuts with like a furry like dragon commission at this point <laughs> like, It'd be crazy if we had like rainbow horns and then and, 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 and we could fly. He's like, like
2: a, eight, he, he's like if an eight year old had like a Ph.D. Well, no, he's Elon Musk. He is. He is. He is Elon (laughs) Musk. He's Elon Musk. He's not trying to solve the problem of climate change. He's trying to get a bunch of funding from some shady people so that he could build his underground supercars that catch on fire and explode, and everyone dies inside.
0: Trying to trying to turn turn Grimes into a cat girl. That's that's his true goal.
1: Honestly, that's the biggest reason that Elon Musk sucks is because with all this money, not once has he tried to make a goblin glider.
0: You, you you know in the in the newer Spider Man movies that they've they've reframed J Jonah Jameson as sort of a, a an Alex Jones type figure, uh, you know since they're bringing back Willem Dafoe Green Goblin they can't do this but wouldn't it have been fucking hilarious if they tried to if they if they did they re- did a sort of a version of the of Norman Osborn where he is like an Elon Musk type figure that'd be really funny yeah
1: yeah my Goblin powered cars are completely safe <laughs> <laughs> ah, I know. They won't explode because they're not made of bombs, I promise.
0: They, weren't t- they won't turn you into a goblin man in their terrible accidents. Oh my god, I'm a goblin man! My son! <laughs> the steering wheel was full of goblin powder. Yeah, his name's
1: not Harry Osborne. It's,
0: you know, yep.
1: Speaking of which, uh, uh, I, I, I mentioned this at the end of this paragraph I'm talking about Harry Free Timeline. Uh, they Harry they, free timeline. They openly lament that they never had a child in this, and it's just like okay, fuck Harry, you know.
0: This is this is like the butterfly effect. This is what happens in, to the universe if Harry Osborn isn't born. He's like the linchpin to the entire universe. <laughs> Everyone starts essential
1: singing. that it is essential that De Hahn be born.
0: It's like <laughs> it's like it's like fucking Terminator, but instead of trying to stop someone from being born, I'm trying to make. Uh, Norman and Emily fuck so that they can ha- give birth to Harry and like continue the right path of the universe
1: creeping into Norman Osbornes penthouse to poke holes in every condom in his bedside <laughs> yeah
0: I, I go down into his his, his, his cum dungeon from uh, a Spectacular that he has in his penthouse I gotta make sure James Frank is born.
2: I gotta get this done before he turns into the Green Goblin <laughs>
0: Uh, the
1: couple also bicker about Norman's uh, grand ambitions and his f- and the funding issues that they are impendingly facing, as Norman Osborne is always facing funding issues, uh, as well as the ethics of the contracts that he is developing. This is also some more where they exposit about, oh, you're making weird, mutant mercenary people." And he's like, "Don't worry about it. That's <laughs> it's just, fine, just perhaps chill. don't you're you're kind of freaking out. Yeah, Um, but wouldn't
2: it be cool if we had, like, armored insect legs? Think about that for a second, hmm?
0: Wouldn't it be cool if I I had, like, a T-Rex cock? Wouldn't that be awesome?
1: Wouldn't it be really cool if I could fly around, like, a shitty Buzz Lightyear on a wire? I think that would be awesome. Uh, Peter and Norman meet and exchange pleasantries. Uh, You know, very spastic Peter, like, I love you moment um i read
0: everything
2: you ever wrote Ah! yeah goober peter but not i gave you reddit gold on all of your posts (laughs) goober goober (laughs) peter but with none
0: of the charm of goober peter
2: (laughs) when the internet peter says here have some reddit gold (laughs) epic (laughs) redditor peter no and then it's funny you mentioned that because then all the high school kids literally start doing like Fortnite dances in the background
0: (laughs) yeah they start flossing
2: um
1: Peter Peter takes pictures of the lab for the school newspaper. And unfortunately, the Oswarns put the whole lab on lockdown because a genetically altered spider has escaped. Oh, no. Uh, while the students and scientists panic. The spider lowers itself and admittedly another cool kind of like, oh, but now yeah. everything's gone black. It's a spotlit spider. There's just this big fucking giant Halloween spider on a string. Yeah. A, a, spi- just- a
0: spider the size of like a turkey, like a, like a cooked turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: How the fuck did this thing escape
2: unnoticed?
0: <laughs> it's the Unfortunately, the dead during dead the genetic dead. recombination, it, became, it, it grew 8000 times its own size. <laughs> It's the size we of a beast house
2: cat. We expect that turkeys are going to go extinct within the next five years, so we've done the next best thing. <laughs> this spider with meat. Is. <laughs> uh, so,
1: while the students and scientists panic, the gigantic fucking spider lowers itself onto Peter's shoulder and bites him. Uh, briefly taking us through the song Venom. Uh Venom. Norman... Gotta Go and get em, Venom. and <laughs> <laughs> Venom and Venom and Venom. <laughs> All men are friends. All men are friends. <laughs> Norman loses his shit over the missing spider. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we, we. Uh, very brief shit here. Um, I I don't detest this origin story. This like, oh, he got bit by a spider. This is the quickest way to do it. You know, we yeah. don't need to see the Just spider. Just get it out of the way. It's done. We uh, go from here. Back to the Parker household where Ben and May are discussing Peter possibly needing to see a doctor because MJ has come to check in on him. Uh, Peter came home and like immediately went to bed because he's Peter no insurance Parker and just gets bitten by a giant fucking spider and goes home and is like, well, I'm just going to lay down and die, I guess. Um, MJ's come to see him and uh, she does she get turned away? I don't remember. I didn't write that down or not.
2: I, there's some weird thing where, like she's talking to Flash Thompson and his friends like yeah. briefly. and if they're like lit up by red light, like a like a virtual game boy. I have i it's slipped my brain, yeah. It doesn't matter.
1: Uh, but Peter, up in his room, has become aware that as a result of the spider's bite, he now has powers like a spider type man along with a muscular physique, twenty twenty vision. And the ability to emit web strings
2: from his wrists. And we he are... just immediately accepts it. Like, it's, it's oh, this is fucking awesome. There can possibly be, like, no downsides to this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing sh- sick flips and shit in my bedroom. He doesn't get a cancer screening or anything.
0: Yeah, all no. all, all of Peter's dialogue where he's like, I've had the proportional strength of us. Boy. It's all fucking super clunky and terrible. Uh, and, you know, I, we get the song bouncing off the walls, which is the, is the song that sounds the most like a U2 song. Uh, yeah. There's like fun wire work here where there's a scene where Peter literally bounces off the walls of the little set Ooh. and they move around. That's kind of fun. Uh, he fucking throws the web out of his hand at the end, of, like the first part of the song, like confetti. He's like,
2: Yeah yeah and there's like stage hands who are like holding up the walls and as peter parker's like bouncing off of them they're getting shoved back like you can visibly see like they're <laughs> struggling to hold up these prop walls
0: yeah and he and he beats up a bunch of bullies at school and it goes in like slow-mo spider sense thing and the the little like the the stage hands dressed in all black are like carrying
2: people as they fly in the air yeah. Not only that, but he's also beating up, like, people who are just playing sports. Like, there's just some guy playing baseball, and he just, like, kicks the shit out of him. There's a guy yeah, playing... Peter, Peter's just going evil. Yeah, he's gone crazy, mad with power, and he needs to be put down right now.
1: Kill him now. All right, honey, I'm gonna go play some baseball. I hope a muscled freak doesn't beat me to death. <laughs> Jeez, Parker, you are a freak. Uh... <laughs> After beating down his bullies and whoever stands in his way, Peter sees Flash uh, giving MJ a ride in his car because he has one, and that makes him cool. So Peter decides he needs a car to impress MJ. Uh,
0: he I'm gives gonna... his classic line, car equals girlfriend. He says that. Uh, he, he sure does. And <laughs> no, no, uh, nowhere near as good as the little bass lick in, the, in Rainy One, which burn <laughs> it. And he's, and he's looking at the car, looking at the the greatest shot of all time, where it's the the MJ and then the superimposed picture of a car, and he goes. I uh,
1: I have been watching all. I'm I'm watching all the Spider Man movies again now that we're like almost out of watching content pre No Way Home, and my partner hasn't seen. Uh, my other partner hasn't seen all of the Spider Man movies like to date. So we've just been starting, like from Ramy, and working our way through. And we just watched Spider-Man One the other day. And I like ensured that the room was quiet and everybody was watching when that happened because <laughs> I was like, I "Shut need, up! I it's need almost you to time for MJ Carr." I need you to understand MJ Carr is like peak cinema. Um, I, I will put a pin in that there to say that this is um, v- I, there's a lot of Ramy influence all over this musical, specifically yes. one yeah, and two. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I, I this, this is they Those sort of like up. picked the 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 spark notes version of the Raimi movies and just tossed them haphazardly into this play or musical yeah,
0: yeah this is this is in, in that in that era post raimi pre uh, amazing uh so you know they have all of the the it's just one and two they don't have any shit from 3 thank god uh but it's it's yeah it's, it's all very tossed in there like they throw in like uh spider-man no more shit like mm-hmm. when there's 30 minutes left in the show and it's like where is this going
1: <laughs> but they also uh like go out of their way and pluck things they might not wh- whoever wrote this at some point might not have realized like Bonesaw saw mcgraw as an exclusively raimi like name they they were just like oh it's part of his inter- story, origin story put it in there
0: and remember, there's still there's still a Greek god in here, too, right? You guys don't remember uh, that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's there, spidering around when her when her fucking costume works. We haven't even gotten to fucking the, the wacky, waving, inflatable bone saw yet. Oh, God. <laughs> Uncle Ben is begged by Peter for the means to purchase a motor car. Uh, he sees a convenient ad in the paper and decides to enter a wrestling tournament. That will win him the grand prize of one thousand dollars.
2: At which point, uh, Peter calls Uncle Ben a chump as well. Yeah, return
1: yeah. we to the chump. Face. He's like, "You're a fucking chump. You're an idiot. I hate you. I'm gonna buy a this car." Is the, this is
0: the second week in a row that we've talked about chumps
1: because
0: mm-hmm. we talked about it back in Back in Black. The chump and Uncle Ben. The chump,
1: the chump right here, and then Get he chump. just starts open hand slapping open Uncle Ben like he like, a <laughs> <Ben. laughs>
2: He kills <laughs> Uncle Ben in this one. It's it's a great <laughs> twist. Oh my it god!
1: <laughs> Turn off the dark. I love it. Um, <laughs> Peter becomes the human spider and uh, defeats champion inflatable big man Bonesaw McGraw.
0: Yeah. So and, in and... in the show they do not have a guy playing Bonesaw. What they have in in the in the genius mind of Julie Taymor, a giant inflatable man that looks like Bonesaw that. The uh, the Spider Man kind of throws around and punches, and it doesn't look like there's like audio piped in of like a wrestling match, but it's very obvious. Like,
2: I guess they're not
0: trying to hide the fact that it's an inflatable guy,
2: but it just well, no, because they even reference like, oh, uh, uh, th- the Spider Guy is throwing him around like an like a like a blow up doll. Like they even yeah, they even mention that they're not they're not yeah. trying to
0: hide it, but still, just the idea. Well, it's Someone so thought it was stupid. intensely
2: clever when they
1: wrote it, is, is what it is. It, a lot of this reads as like, oh yeah, this is going to kill. And it, then it didn't.
0: Yeah, Ju- Julie, Julie Taymor is sitting there alone in her, her Manhattan high-rise. Like, yes, this is fucking genius. I'm a god. He
1: saw a child earlier that day, like, playing with an inflatable and was like, spider
2: She's, like, snorting coke off of her Tony Awards, like, yeah, make him an inflatable guy, yeah! You know what the teens like these days? Balloons. Hey, you yeah, a, a balloon!
0: Uh, she's, like, clattering away that typewriter, yes,
2: yes!
1: Uh, so, Peter collects his grand prize money for defeating Bonesaw, and uh, he he stands outside uh, with wads of cash in his hand. Victoria he's, in New York, he's, of all places.
0: He's, he's, he's standing around. He's singing his he's, you know, he's doing a reprise of bouncing off the wall. He's singing the song. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then immediately gunshot. That's what, how the song ends. It's the funniest fucking thing in the world.
2: Yeah, I did laugh out loud. Out of nowhere, Uncle Ben gets shot. There's no setup to like, oh, he's right outside the, the wrestling ring. No, he's just, he's just oh, shot. I
1: can't wait to show battles oh, right. These powers are pretty really rich.
0: I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna really be famous for being rich. Now feel it in my soul. The worst part about it is there's not even like a thing where Peter lets a guy get away or that he could have stopped, you know, the whole point of the origin story that just doesn't happen. Uncle Ben dying is not his fault. Uh, I,
1: what I like to think it is, is that when Peter Parker gets his powers, he like has an asshole meter and when that asshole meter it hits 100, uh, Uncle Ben has to die. It, yeah. In Remy his asshole meter hits 100 when he lets the guy go and that's what, you know, drives him over the edge to be Spider-Man. Here his asshole meter hit 100 when he won a bunch of money and was like, my uncle is a fucking chump! Look at all this money I won and I can just do this again for the rest of my life! That and was then he his just exploded, hitting 100. And, so and he a just gun detonates. had to go
0: off and kill him. Yeah, yeah, the fucking the fucking little uh, uh, pea-sized uh, explosive in his brain exploded. <laughs> and, it, and, and an amazing one, you know, what the thing that made him go to his asshole meter go to 100 is when he tried to take two pennies from the take a penny leave of anything. <laughs>
1: Like, the worst crime of all. Right. You're exactly right. The the the. He wanted to buy his milk chocolate milk.
0: milk, and then Ben had to ha- was teleported to where he had to go, and be like, "I'm going to take
2: <laughs> this guy's gun now." You're exactly. No, you know what? It might it, right, it might dude. not be when Peter Parker becomes an asshole. It might be when he just gets any amount of money. Like as soon as he has <laughs> any measurable amount of wealth, no matter how paltry, Uncle Ben's dead. I had a
1: father. His name was Ben Franklin. Am I right?
2: <laughs>
0: he pulls out a $100 bill and just shows his Mormon and waves in his face.
1: God damn.
0: Like, like what I got for
2: Christmas. My god, $100. So yes,
0: oh, uh, 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 uh,
1: there's the crack of gunfire and Peter teleports home to learn that Uncle Ben has been mm-hmm. shot by a carjacker and there's like a stock scream that goes off.
2: There's uh, two, there's two stock screens.
1: Yeah, you would know. You would know. Uh, they're <laughs> great. And, and,
0: and Peter's like, oh, this is my fault. It's all my fault. Uh, and he runs away, even though it's not <laughs> his fault at all.
2: It was just like a, a an accident. <laughs> I could have stopped this. No, you really. No, couldn't you couldn't have. have. You, you you, there was no lovely. way you could have stopped it. If only I was home inside Uncle Ben's house where he was shot by a carjacker in his house where he lives, not inside a car.
1: If only we had public transit and people didn't have to carjack and I didn't have to buy a car to impress MJ. This is the metropolitan system's fault.
0: It is literally impossible to like just even in the amazing movie where they, they fuck up the origin really badly. They still have a guy that Peter kind of vaguely lets get away who then shoots Uncle Ben. This guy he doesn't even exist. Mm hmm. You could have yeah. just easily. Re- it would take you two minutes to write a scene where a g- Peter lets a guy go. It w- it's not hard. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't
1: this guy carjacked just a don't car and then got away that night, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I shot some guy," and that's just the end of his story.
0: And Peter doesn't. Peter doesn't go after him and realize what he's done or anything. It's just the the whole point. <laughs> the whole point of it. What point? What are you talking about? What, I'm no sure.
2: Point. <laughs> I'm sure the police of New York will stop that carjacker. This, this was all. This yeah, was all Julie Taymor's
0: coke bender. The reason I'm, po- I'm well, the, Tam- the reason I'm pointing at Julie The reason I'm pointing at Julie Taymor specifically is because she, she wrote the original version of the show. Then they got Glenn Berger and Roberto Aguirre Sacasa to come in and do the rewrites. But even with the rewrites, it's still shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, ashamed of his selfishness and realizing that he's powerless to save <laughs> uh, his dying uncle, Peter Singh's "Rise mm-hmm. Above." which is a thing Uncle Ben told him to do about half as much as he told him that he was smart, but still, that's a huge number.
0: Also doesn't um, say great power with great responsibility, even though that's the thing that Uncle Ben says. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, Peter has an emotional encounter with Aunt May, unaware that Arachne is back and watching over him. And he encourages
2: me?
0: him to use his gift to defend the innocent from evil. Uh, and she and she tells him how to make the costume. It's like, it should be red like all the sad people, and blue like all the people that die. And it's like, what it, the fuck?
1: Red for the blood of Jesus Christ, and white for your pure white skin, Peter.
2: <laughs> it, it needs to be red for the heart of every innocent that bleeds, and blue for the Mets, baby, let's go! Let's go, Mets, Mets, love Mets. Love Mets! Love the Mets! Mets! New York, baby!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, um... Sing it's a song really... about how you made the costume. It's
1: really fucking stupid. And then um, we get the costume,
0: which uh looks bad.
1: Yeah. It looks like a theme park costume. Um, it,
0: it looks it looks like they're trying to basically do the Raimi suit, but they can't yeah, do it one to one. Uh there, there's there's some bits of it that, that I like. Like sometimes on the legs they have like a sort of almost spray painty pattern that looks good. The spider uh looks like somebody's back tattoo from two thousand two.
2: Yeah, it's I as as a Raimi suit defender, I hate this suit bad well because it's like there there's nothing that pops out from it it's it's a skin tight suit it's 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 a it's a morph suit basically yeah yeah and it had
0: to be that way to
2: wear it for a musical yeah. yeah there's
0: there's there's no there's no textural things that make it look different or anything that pops out of the costume it's just it's like a a $20 lycra suit that you can buy you know on
2: amazon or whatever oh yeah true. it's It's a it's a it's a Halloween costume, basically, because it's even got like the airbrushed muscles and stuff like that. Yeah, it sure does. Uh,
1: Okay, Uh, (laughs) so now that we've mentioned the costume. We get to mention the
0: swinging and the webs. Uh, here we go. The, the swinging uh, that we don't really even get to see a whole lot on this bootleg that we watched because the guy who recorded it, like, kept, like, kept, tr- I guess he was worried that Spider-Man was going to see him recording the show. So he, like, trying to hide kill him. the camera. Like, the whole final battle, what we get to later between the Goblin and, and Spider-Man, like, he has the camera, like, pulled down. Like, he's worried that they're going to spot him and go, you, man, recording.
2: I think he even like just ducks behind the person in front of him, like behind his head. It's it, it like, almost added to the humor of the
0: show. Was just this incompetent man trying to record the show.
2: Can you imagine going to
1: jail for recording Spider Man Turn Off the Dark?
0: That'd be so embarrassing. You get kicked out by a New York cop and he just laughs at you for trying to record this piece of shit show.
1: (laughs) I killed 30 people. Yeah, well, I taped Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. My god. Uh, yeah, Peter begins swinging through the city on his webs. Uh, I don't know exactly how to describe the effects. I watched the same documentary Lex was talking about earlier just the other day to kind of brace myself for like the history of this. This
0: It's interesting the way that they thing. do it, but it just it's it's not it, it, it's just it. Why? I, can't, I, I don't know how to describe just... crowd wire stunts.
1: It's um, it,
0: like it looks cool and fun, but also you put way too much effort for this piece of shit
2: right th- yeah. there's there are some really cool like technical things like they had more than one spider-man actor for these, these scenes when he's swinging back and forth from the building so it gives the illusion of like he's swinging really quickly when really there's just more than one spider-man going back and forth
1: mm-hmm. which if there's got to be at least one time where they timed it all fucked up and it
2: looked awful i i would yeah that was there's so now bad. two spider-men
0: Dude, I, I I wish that's I, I wish that it was way easier to record Broadway shows, so you could just like see a whole like highlight reel of all the terrible shit that happened during the show instead of just having to like hear about it.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah. Spider Man swings through the city on his webs, fighting criminals and saving innocent civilians. Uh, w- during the song "New York Debut," uh, the Daily Bugle begins to publish articles about Spider Man. While Peter is hired by editor in chief J. Jonah Jameson as a freelance photojournalist.
2: Now, two Jameson things. who was
0: dressed like the kingpin for some reason.
2: <laughs> now, two things I want to mention. When Spider Man is swinging back and forth from the city, there's one part where, like, a giant prop Spider Man catches a giant prop baby.
0: I missed that. I do uh, not remember this
2: either. I'll I'll have to grab grab the timestamp, but there there's like someone cries out, my baby. And then like a giant prop Spider-Man bends over from like behind one of the buildings and catches a descending giant prop baby. Uh and I love the design of J. Jonah Jameson because he looks like a cartoon version of the premiere of Ontario, Doug Ford.
0: He mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. kind of
2: look like Doug mm-hmm. Ford, yeah. It's great. I love him.
1: I love the idea of like reviving Ditko for like just an afternoon and taking him to front row seats to have him see the giant Spider-Man save a giant. I baby. think I think he would just like so we pull can out, die
0: again. He would just pull out like a forty-five and shoot himself in the face if he, <laughs> he watched the show. he just an immediate hemorrhage in his brain. Like he'd have a <laughs> stroke. Oh, like he'd be watching that, and and like I I, I do think that J- Jameson is funny. Like Jameson, he has this like lineup of secretaries that just like roll around on chairs. <laughs> Hmm. Mm-hmm. They, I, th- I think they're pretty funny, but uh, uh, uh. <laughs>
1: indeed, Lex. Uh, meanwhile, nor after the hiring at the Bugle, Norman Osborn uh thinks that Spider Man stole his research, um, because there's a spider missing, and now there's a Spider Man. Uh, the military organization Viper Worldwide. Viper uh, Worldwide. <laughs> Evil cowards don't even smoke crack.
0: Eat evil uh, Incorporated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some uh, cowards. Who, who is who's populated entirely by Tumblr sexy men, just like green suits, fedoras, mm. and they just march right on stage. Yeah, they're all they're all clones. Yeah, the,
1: the Viper Worldwide is pressing him to accelerate his project with the song "Pull the Trigger." Norman contemplates his dilemma, and uh. He, he converses with his wife about it for a while. While conversely, right. <laughs> Peter shares his first romantic moment with MJ around graduation time with uh, where, where,
0: where Peter gets the science award. Uh, Peter, the science award. Ah,
1: ah Peter. Uh, MJ divulges her love for Spider-Man. Also, where Peter. we get where
0: we get the, the worst dialogue, I think, in the entire show
2: where she's like, what if he's like hideous? And Peter's like, is this the part where like Aunt May is also there and like yes. very heavily heavily handedly like tells them that they need to get fucking married you two right two goddamn get now
1: married, it's it the, like the worst dialogue <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we get the song Picture This as well at this time. We're just I, I, these fucking songs. As,
0: as soon as as soon as like, the, I already hated that scene of dialogue. And then as soon as the music <laughs> kicked in and the song started, I literally wrote in my notes No, not a song, please. Not another
2: <laughs> fucking
1: song
0: already. They just sang one.
2: And then this is the part where MJ calls Parker a science stud. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Because he is. Uh, you know, it, but to Spider-Man, it's NBD of course.
0: It's all NBD to him. Tough mutter. He's, he's super bendy. He's got a Snapchat. <laughs> we'll
2: never let it go. We'll no, never let it go. I will never let it go. Oh, and 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 like one of the weirdest props I've ever seen in anything. The 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 camera, the camera? that Parker has. The camera. It, the it, it's like a forced oh, perspective oh prop, but it's 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 done so poorly that it, it looks like it's always pointed straight down at nothing, even when yeah. Parker's taking a picture of MJ. It's <laughs> it so a, it weird. A, it has a little light on it, too, that lights it, up. It's so funny. Yeah, why not just get get a real fucking just camera? Get a real camera. You can go to China any boutique in New York and just grab a fucking camera for a fiver. I, I, ju-
0: I just realized that all, all of the fucking props and sets look like shitty Dr. Seuss drawings. That's what they all look like. Yeah. If like, you've ever, you ever been to the Dr. Seuss world in Islands of Adventure, mm-hmm. uh, for the second time we've referenced Islands of Adventure, uh, <laughs> like they... The, the, the fucking Seuss landing looks better than this shit.
1: My God, <laughs> tune into our Seussical podcast next week. Oh my God, uh, Susie
2: signals. Susie, signals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I hate it. Thanks. Uh, Norman decides to experiment on himself in the, the giant orb, and uh. In his haste to experiment on himself with, with everything so tumultuous, uh, an electrical surge results in the death of his wife, Emily, when she touches the orb. Because, and as we know, women can't touch orbs.
0: This is true. they can't. Women can't ponder orbs. They can't do it. No. Mm-hmm. And the, am- the funniest thing is, you know, he has that sort of... He, his whole thing is genetic recombination. And even when we get into his song, where he genetically recombines uh, people and turns them into the Sinister Six... Uh, we don't. He it never. He never explains what the fuck he did to it. Like what he genetically combined himself with to turn him into the Green Goblin. A he goblin. just gets in a ball. And then turns <laughs> yeah, into a yeah, he he pulled the Goblin out. It's like here, give me this thing. I'm no, something I- of the Goblin myself.
2: I I want to read off my notes for this one. Uh Osborne rides a space ring ride so hard his wife dies and he turns into the green goblin while MJ and Peter make out directly above them. Cuz in yeah. this scene they're in like the the sort of walkway in Oscorp lab like directly above them. But they're, they're, they're talking I, as I, if they're elsewhere.
0: I think I think they're I think it's like they're what they're trying to do is like a like a a like a split uh like a split frame shot, essentially. Like, I think, I think they're supposed to be on a fire escape, like in MJ's apartment. Cause they're having a conversation about like, uh, Peter, you live in the completely other side of the city. How do you get here so fast? And whatever a- a- fucking, a- fucking, asinine dialogue they're having. And then they talk about when I there's the mean, accident, smell like Spider-Man, what the fuck? <laughs> when they have the accident over at Oscorp, like the, the carrot, Peter and MJ react as if they're seeing it from far away. So I think that's what they're trying to do, but because it's a stage play and it's kind of hard to do a a shot like that, like it's hard to do intercutting in a stage play. Uh, They just have Peter and MJ sitting on the fire escape that's suspended above the lab. So it looks like they're in their fucking like right above the lab.
2: But it doesn't work because like in previous scenes, we no, see it doesn't people work. from fucking uh, what what Venom Inc. What's it called? Viper Inc. Viper Viper like, Inc. The, dancing on that very same walkway, and yeah. then also like a high school student. So like it's, it's it's not it's not the exact same walkway. It's a little fire escape that
0: Peter and MJ are sitting on, but there's another walkway that the Viper people are on that looks almost identical,
2: but is longer. Yeah. It's insanity, it's madness.
0: It's bad. It's
2: <laughs> Fun fact, none of this matters. No, but none of it. No, we, we, just,
0: we, just, we, we just wasted like three minutes of your life trying to trying to dissect what the fuck is going on in a single, oh, a single scene a of this show. More of this it it, it this doesn't time.
2: matter. Be, it doesn't matter because Osborne is now full wacky mode and he makes a shake weight joke as Green yeah, Goblin. He,
0: he makes a shake weight joke. We, we get the dead wife. He, he's gone green and it's time for the second act.
1: Yeah, we are more or less halfway done here. Uh, oh, green Christ. Goblin is here, and
0: the Green Goblin who looks like a green uh, uh, Michael Bay transformer.
1: He just transforms into his own glider.
0: He looks like uh, a He-Man
1: toy. He looks like he lo- a
0: human He-Man toy. He looks like if the Grinch fused with like a, a cutlery set.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, we're we're not even close. Oh, the Sinister Six. Speaking of
2: cutlery
0: sets we oh my god my fa- my favorite character with his song
1: <laughs> with his song a freak like me needs company the goblin expounds on his plan to come up with a genetically altered squad of humans uh like himself uh who who frequently sings with a hallucination of his dead wife
2: no um, no, no uh, i'm going to correct you it's not a hallucination he has two Robot versions of his dead wife. Oh my God! Is that is one that of them? Oh, does the Cabbage Patch? They they are robots. Oh my! god. I don't god. remember
0: that. I thought it was, I guess I thought it was a hallucination as well. That's even better that they're robots. No,
2: they're two I robots. One two of them does the Cabbage them. Patch. Fucking incredible!
0: Okay. okay,
1: well, yeah. I mean, my you would hope I would only marry somebody who can do that. So,
2: and and, and then also as he's singing, uh, Peter's high school classmates show up and start dancing too
0: yeah that like he happen. has he has like a, a, a like a gaggle of like evil like he's trying to like he's like having a flashback to like when peter got bitten by the spider so he's like but in his memory it's all it's like he's has evil memories now so like all the evil kids from the evil school show up
1: yeah um with all that said the goblin reveals his plan to take six of his former employees Six le-
0: six scientists, including Doctor Cletus Cassidy.
1: Yeah, for, uh, to to make Carnage, Electro, Craven the Hunter, Lizard, Swarm, who is made of bees, and Swiss Miss, who is Swiss fucking Miss, baby, pocket knife lady
0: yes he okay so so it is It explained it's like a very quiet line it's hard to hear like in the big scene where the sinister six like are attacking people he makes carnage by combining this guy with just blood like Mm -hmm. he's just made a blood man that's what Carnage. he's not a he's not a symbiote he's a man made of blood uh we have electro uh uh whose power cannot be contained power cannot be contained we've craven who is just a man and it's it's like crusher but instead of being a giant inflatable guy it's like a guy wearing a paper mache head of craven the hunter and his yeah. chest can open up to be like a lion mouth
1: and he's and yeah. all of these people just have like names like carnage electro lizard this guy's craven the hunter which we know is his name for like lore reasons but like why is his name craven the hunter
2: I, 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 do I, don't him don't him ask questions. Do he, his his he DNA a- was genetically uh, uh, spliced together with like some rich billionaire uh, games hunter. I guess Russian man. Yeah, there's
0: there's the lizard who I think is the funniest looking guy other than oh, Swiss Miss. Oh, for uh, sure. W- he looks like a Mr. Potato. He, he, we have we have Dr. Connors who looks like a Mr. Potato Head. Again, this is not none of the Sinister Six. You don't see their real human faces like the Green Goblin, because the Green Goblin has like Patrick Page's real face, but it's like covered in makeup. There's a prosthetics on him and stuff. Uh, but for the other Sinister Six, they're all full body costumes. Like you can't see the actor's face. Uh, but for but for the for the lizard, they do have a face. It looks like a Mr. Potato Head. Uh, and then a giant inflatable lizard head comes out and starts attacking people.
2: It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those, in, it's, it's, it's the Toronto Raptors mascot, but coming out of a guy's chest. So he's been genetically altered to be a normal guy who can also turn into a lizard sometimes.
0: If you've ever seen that, that like kind of famous viral video of like a mascot at a football game that like walks over to a cheerleader and then eats her. That is what the lizard, that's, they saw that and they're like, we need to make that into the lizard.
2: Which I think happens, but it was so hard to see because, like, a guy's head was in the way with the camcorder recording. Yeah. That it, it, we, I, I I think it does happen later on, but I, it like we just catch like a little glimpse of it. Uh, I and think. obviously
0: Swarm, who in the comics is a, a Nazi man made of bees, uh, yeah. looks like Swarm. I think that's the best uh, out of all of them. That's the one who looks like Swarm. I think Carnage also looks good, like Carnage. But yeah. you know they made him a blood man, and then of course we have a character that only exists in this show, uh, our new Wild Whip, it's Swiss Miss, who only exists in this show, has no backstory, uh, basically just, uh, Swiss Army Knife woman. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the beginning and end of the idea. We should we need to make a Sinister Six out of these characters that only exist in like one thing that nobody <laughs> yeah. else remembers, like Big Wheel Wild Whip. <laughs> people know Big Wheel. Nobody knows Wild Whip. We need to get Wild Whip and Swiss Miss, and we need to start grabbing other villains that only show up in like one issue.
1: Yeah, this is like Ben Riley's Sinister Six. These are <laughs> yes. not. No, not fight not Spider-Man. not Ben Riley.
0: We need somebody even lower on the totem pole, like somebody like Kane, like somebody like that. <laughs> shitty. We
1: need somebody uh, like lower on the totem pole. Spider Side. Remember him? Me neither. Oh my god.
0: Yeah these these are these are Toxin Sinister Six. Remember Toxin?
1: Uh Uh, That night, after the creation of the Sinister Six, MJ tells Peter that her love for him has grown, and he admits that the feeling is mutual when they sing the song, If the World Should End. Uh, Yes, MJ implores Peter to take one night off from taking photos of Spider-Man, which he eventually caves to, uh, not seeing too much harm in the idea of having a Peter night. Uh, however, it's the worst possible night to have a Peter Knight, and the Goblin and his new alliance of criminals, his Sinister Six, go on a rampage through New York, set to the song "Sinisterio."
0: Uh,
2: okay, the song. <laughs> now, for 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 this segment, I've written down a list of crimes that the Sinister Six has committed. Okay. Uh, I'd like to read them off for everyone. By <clears> me. <throat> Uh Carnage spray paints the word Carnage onto a building. (laughs) Okay. No, no, please call down. (laughs) The swarm does a pop and lock and then disappears. Uh Dr. Connors runs into view and then sort of rubs his forehead for a bit. Uh Electro shoots some lightning. Uh Craven just sort of stands there uh Carnage throws paint everywhere uh right. Swiss Miss also just sort of stands there oh you're talking uh, about the videos oh yes. my God the
0: videos yes Thanks the videos that me. appear
2: on the giant TV screen
0: yes they, they have a in the background of of this scene of this in stereo scene they have uh like a video screen and they have like essentially what are well, like overwatch play of the game animations <laughs> for, for uh the sinister Six. Yeah. And they are all the funniest and, like, most terrible-looking things you've ever seen. <laughs> like what regular, regular they about. intros.
2: Yeah. yeah they're, it's, they're, it's like, it's like the video like the they cast. when they walk out.
0: Yeah, it looks fucking, like, like, that's that's their opener of their YouTube videos. That's their YouTube intro that they made. Oh that's, their that's
2: their epic. That's their <laughs> sports <laughs> team, their gamer sports team logos. Arnish looks at the <laughs> camera and throws a Minecraft uh, diamond uh, into it. I can't believe it took me that long to realize that's what you were talking about.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, no. uh,
2: So Swiss Miss just sort of also stands there. Uh, Electro shoots some more lightning. Uh, the Swarm once again does a pop and lock and just sort of like disappears. Uh, Dr. Connors turns into the lizard and does a spin kick. Uh, and then the last two, um, Electro blows up a building and then Swiss Miss destroys the Statue of Liberty. Oh my That's God. a severe escalation from loitering she, she,
0: she, swiss miss pulls out a giant pair of those little tiny scissors that come in swiss army knives and cuts the head off of the statue of liberty
2: my god and then the sinister six just sort of like start chasing people that's it yeah yeah Fuck. like they do god like they it. do
0: Fuck.
1: you know the sinister six swiss yeah. uh peter is given tons of grief from jj for taking a night off and getting zero pictures of the criminals or last night's events. So Peter takes off to take care of business. The Goblin arrives at the headquarters of the Daily Bugle, and tells Jameson to print his plans of dominating the world through genetic mutation. Uh, The Goblin also tells Jameson that he gave life to Spider-Man, making Jameson believe that Spider-Man is in league with the goblin and therefore giving Spider-Man an even worse image from the bugle.
2: I'm imagining uh, like, like the goblin puts out like an opinion piece on the New York times and you just like see his face in the opinion column. Like, I think we should turn everyone into mutant animals. He's got little square glasses
1: on yeah. <laughs> it's just like jacket photo goblin comma green guest editor. <laughs> Uh, so as quickly as they were introduced to us, fortunately, the Sinister Six are defeated essentially off-screen. Like, they, they... I don't remember a fight, and I don't remember if the camera's on the guy's lap. I almost want to remember a line where, like, Okay, I've defeated the Sinister Six, or something like that.
2: Like, I've I done it. At scene. And he's just, like, dusting off his hands, like, Oh, job well done. That happened, right? I'm not crazy. I, <laughs> um, here's the thing. I, there's also, like, a gap in my memory, so I can't correct I you, yeah, but I think I, you're I, right. I can't <laughs> say. I don't even remember.
1: They're just, he's just beaten them, and we don't have to worry about it. Uh, While New Yorkers cheer him on to the song Spider-Man that has an exclamation mark. I wanted to make you aware of that.
0: Terrible, terrible song.
1: I wish I could. No, you know what? I don't wish I could remember it because I do remember bullying by numbers now. And you've bullied me with numbers. Get bullied by (laughs) numbers. Uh, The citizens of New York cheer Peter on unaware that the Green Goblin has managed to escape uh, being captured. There's a funny gag where the Green Goblin leaves J. Jonah Jameson a voicemail threatening Spider-Man's family for putting away his goons and rejecting his new order.
0: That's a kind of funny scene, except it's really long. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 feels like they just put Patrick Page out there and say, improvise, we gotta fucking we We gotta get all this shit set. We need more time to set all this shit up so it doesn't fall apart with duct tape.
2: For J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Four. That is an invalid.
0: This down, JJ, and you pretty
2: Governor of Spider-Man!
0: I wanted you to join the new world order, Do not vanquish it!
2: Well, you vanquish my family, I will track you down and I will vanquish yours. And I promise you,
0: they won't be hanging around for long. Five, or
2: say one. Well, yeah. I guess I'll try to leave like a voicemail. I guess it's, it's it, it is funny, it is a funny but scene,
1: but yeah, it just falls apart. It's it's very not Spider Man, but whatever.
0: Uh, well, okay.
2: Here's here's the thing because they're not they're not making the Green Goblin. They're trying to make a, the Joker. It, ex- he's the Joker, baby. Yeah, I'm the Joker, baby. I'm the Green Goblin, baby. <laughs> well, I'm the Goblin, baby. <laughs> what if What if the Green Goblin could beatbox? Oh my
1: good god! I wish I could see that fucking. Oh, uh, I wish I could unsee that Joker
0: video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Joker, baby.
1: <sighs> Later that night, Arachne comes to Peter in a vision and explains that she is his guardian. Along with the reminder that being a hero is his destiny and he cannot escape it with the song Turn Off the Dark.
0: Now my note.
2: Now my note for this one is Peter fucks the dream spider. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it.
0: I, I do think that the scene like right before where it's Spider-Man falling from the sky, I think that's a really cool little scene. Uh, but it this song is bad, as all the other songs are. Uh, why is it called Turn Off the Dark? Why is Arachne singing it? (laughs) Uh, And again... We get more terrible. It was your destiny to be Spider Man or whatever. It was, I was. You're my chosen champion, Peter. And it's like, only gonna, your blood I'm,
1: could have been Spider blood because of Richard Barker.
0: I, I I used the blood. You know, I used my own blood, blood of my son, Peter. You're my most. You're my greatest invention. <laughs> you have
1: to be a Spider Man one day. You have to go
0: be a Spider Man, Peter. I'm gonna bludgeon my own head in with a crowbar. I had a, I'm going to shoot
2: myself with a gun.
1: I had a friend in high school, and we were on a camping trip once, and he was... I, I think he was very drunk. He was something, I don't remember. And he was like getting like fake deep and philosophical, and he was like, what is darkness? And we were like, it's the absence of light. And he goes, no, 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 no. What is darkness? It's the fucking absence of light. I think this... about that all all the time but the, when but I the think real question is can
0: the, the real question is can you turn it off
2: <laughs> yeah what is darkness and how can you turn it off well okay Wait, is this the scene where like it's a dream sequence and mj is like hanging from a building and then peter tries to save her i, I forget
0: i don't remember where that uh, it's around here somewhere no. she
2: is and then there's the giant jo- at this point and then and then there's the giant, like, cutout of the Green Goblin with a knife that appears, like, offstage. That's at some point soon,
1: if we if it isn't here. Okay. I don't,
0: I don't know. It, uh, my brain is like, just, like I, turned to jelly at this point. Like I
1: mentioned <laughs> earlier, uh, none of this matters. Okay, uh, true. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Peter uh, has not been able to reach MJ as her play has begun, and he's awakened in bed. Uh, already late. So... Maligned by the media and suffering financial woes, uh, Peter wants to spend more time with MJ after missing the entire opening night of her play, and begin considering if taking time off of fighting crime is going to be the best thing for him. Uh, we we now we now
0: we now enter the section of the, of of the musical where uh, I keep screaming at my computer uh, that Peter should tell MJ that he's Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't because he's an idiot.
1: Mm. Yeah. The you know good old Raimi writing.
0: We're we're uh, we're right back to Raimi two, baby. Whoa! Did you miss it? Did you miss uh, all the it... shitty parts of Spider Man two? Well, they're
1: back. There was a point when we were watching Spider Man Two the other day, and I I had to turn to everybody and say, "Hey, uh, take a shot every time I say this movie's great. Take a shot. Take another shot every time I say this movie sucks." And they they actually kept track of it for a while.
0: Oh Christ! Well, thankfully there is no astronaut man that uh, MJ uh, tries to that tries to get with entirely out of spite. Yeah, emotionally manipulate this poor innocent man
2: who thankfully
0: thankfully that does not happen in this show,
2: buddy. They won't even let me fuck the astronauts.
0: They won't even let me fuck the astronauts (laughs) upset
1: over Peter's constant excuses and not wanting to lose the best friend she ever had. MJ suggests that they take a break from their relationship with the song. I just can't walk away. Say it now. Uh, Hurt. Peter decides not to resume his heroic acts as Spider-Man and gives the costume to J. Jonah Jameson. He just storms into his fucking office, arm outstretched with costume, telling him, Spider-Man, quit!
2: And then then J. Jonah Jameson becomes Spider-Man. He takes on the mantle and saves the city of New York.
1: Anyone can wear the mask. Exactly. Uh, later, MJ uh is at a nightclub at, with Peter, and Peter spontaneously and impulsively proposes marriage to her.
2: What? No, okay. hold on. I think okay. I think you're missing. I think you're missing a very important part. What song is playing in the nightclub? Oh no, I don't uh, know. What what uh, song I was it? Don't know
1: what song it is? Was it was
2: it verdict? It was the popular hit song, Vertigo, by the band U2. By us? Oh, no!
1: Yeah. Oh. I guess I wanted to forget that.
2: <laughs> you will not forget. I will I, remind I straight, you. I straight
0: up, I, I remembered the song, but I didn't know who it was by. I should have realized that it was Bono sucking his own dick.
2: Uh, it was Bono sucking that. his own dick.
0: I should have fucking realized that. Oh the only God. reason
2: why he made this musical was so God, that Spider-Man could jam out to his songs. I
0: hate so many people involved in this in this program. I hate, <laughs> I hate so many of these people.
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> so, yeah, uh, Peter loves you too, and he loves the song so much he decides to propose to MJ. But while there, <laughs> the Green Goblin intercepts the city's TV signals and sends a message to Spider-Man threatening his loved ones. Peter very quickly absconds to his apartment with Mary Jane and breaks off their relationship for good like a crazy person so that his enemies won't target her. Uh, After telling MJ that he will always love her, Peter takes a walk and realizes that he needs to be a hero not only for MJ, but for the world through the song The Boy Falls from the Sky.
2: I'm sorry, sorry, MJ, I can't fuck, I'm Spider-Man.
1: I know I said let's get married, but uh I need to go for a while. Give me a minute.
2: There's this <laughs> goblin thing I gotta take care of.
1: Oh, you know how it is with goblins. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Spider-Man then recovers his costume from the Daily Bugle and goes after the Green Goblin. You know, like Spider-Man Two. Uh,
0: like Spider-Man Two, except way, way shittier than it. Was. That was like the best part of Spider-Man Two. This is like fucking awful.
1: We are so close to being done here. The Green Goblin, and admittedly my favorite part of the entire uh, play so far, is sitting at the top of the Chrysler Building with a piano, just billy Joeling around and talking to the Dude audience. Dude's rock!
0: That's a dude's rock moment. It's it's very fun. Um, oh, I almost forgot. Uh, right before this scene, Peter, like he, he's like when he's doing singing his song about how he's going to be Spider Man again. He's wearing like a jacket that looks like the Spider Man suit. That's kind of a tight jacket. I would yeah, wear that. Yeah, yeah, hmm.
1: yeah. It, it's it's not as cool as the drive jacket. No, it's cooler than the drive jacket. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man uh, shows up at the Chrysler building uh, after the goblin has humorously boasted to the audience about his plan to destroy New York with uh, I'll take Manhattan, uh, you know, little ditty. Uh, Spider-Man's there and arrives ready to fight but is immediately identified and unmasked when the goblin reveals, oh, I know, you. you're Peter Parker. You uh, were there the day that the spider was there, and so I figured that out pretty quickly because I'm Norman Osborn. Uh, Peter attempts to revive the good-natured Norman within the goblin to no avail. Uh, Peter then engages the goblin in combat, uh, but before he can finish him off, the goblin reveals that he has Mary Jane, who he is now dangling from the Chrysler building, leading us to the aerial flying battle sequence, which you
0: you could only see for like three seconds on the bootleg that we watched.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I looked up some more footage of it and it's fine, but the goblin just looks like Buzz Lightyear and it's not a compliment. He's just like uh, arms outstretched wings like, oh, he. Um, MJ is dangled from the Chrysler building flying battle takes place uh it's very stupid i i don't think it looks good there's a great uh accident reel on youtube where one of them, oh, like, like thank they get god there is one and and the goblin is just like spinning in place for a while and it's <laughs> like really like, fucking funny i think like you that, can hear someone like, that, on like, like a, like a old woman who was
0: getting a helicopter lift <laughs>
1: yeah exactly um <laughs> but yeah it it, this is the big sequence you know and it's it just kind of (laughs) sucks uh and when it seems that all hope is lost spider-man webs the green goblin to his piano the goblin does not realize this and thrusts the piano over the side of the chrysler building taking him down to his death with a big cartoon green splat uh which is also like a ripoff of how Tim Burton's Batman ends kind of with.
0: The... Yeah. He, the goblin dies at like a Looney Tunes death. Uh, yeah. And you know, it, in, in, Batman 89, they like do it well because that Batman 89 is like a fucking masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but sure. this is just.
2: Uh... Goofy. It's goofy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's goofy the goofiest yeah, shit in the world.
0: It's, it's <laughs> the exact opposite of like uh spider verse because spider verse, because it's an animated movie. It's like complete freedom. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can do all the kind of weird, off-the-wall shit that you know you wouldn't be able to do in a live-action movie or whatever. It would just look weird or whatever. But this is the exact opposite, in that live Broadway performances are extremely limiting with what you can do. <laughs> uh, and it it just makes this look like dog shit.
2: Not even just like on a technical scale, but on like a when you are writing a musical when you are writing a play, you have to adhere to a two act structure you can't you can't go with the the cinematic three act structure storytelling and and it's 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 a spider man musical just does not work in any capacity just
0: just just, just on just on
2: principle,
1: yeah. Have you considered there's no rules and you can do whatever you want if you have like seventy five million dollars? And if you want, to I think there's 20s.
2: even like a reference where the Green Goblin calls himself a seventy five million dollar circus act.
1: There, I know what you're talking about. He says sixty five million, and then like as an aside, says more like seventy five million. And it's like, oh my god, when did they put that in?
0: I I like to think that Patrick Page put that in by himself. He's like, yeah, fuck you guys, I'm. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. if you do that again we're gonna replace you like tomorrow <laughs> with who not alan coming <laughs> oh, uh, after spider-man saves mary jane uh she tells him not to leave and reveals that she's guessed who he is peter removes his mask and they embrace the two contemplate their new life together before sirens be Begin wailing and Spider-Man swings away with the finale song, finale, A New Dawn.
0: Spider-Man and swings away and he looks like Spongebob at the end of the Spongebob movie when he's in his wizard costume and he's hanging from.
1: the ceiling. He's just dangling there. <laughs> and that, uh, that very fortunately is the end of Spider-Man Turn Off the oh, Dark.
0: Thank God we made it. We
2: made well, it, boys. Woo! You say way. that,
0: but uh, I've got yeah, a little I surprise. I've got, got a little
2: trick on my sleeve.
0: We got, we got a little trick, but we got, we got to get to the fun facts before we get into that. Absolutely. Uh, Alex, give me give me your humorous facts for this humorous show. There is a
1: long and storied history of of trivia and behind the scenes regarding Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. But I'm going to keep it as concise and free flowing as possible in interest of further events that are about to happen. Um, so as we've talked about, there was a this is the second version of the show. It previewed for a long ass time. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, many songs from 1.0 were altered or cut, such as the opening number Splash Page. Arachne's songs got hit the hardest. She lost three songs Deeply Furious, Think Again, and Love Me or Kill Me. Oh uh, my God. What a loss, the, the character of Arachne, Spider Man classic. <laughs> uh, the 1.0 plot didn't have Arachne function as Peter's spirit advisor, but had the actual Arachne from Greek legend as the Big Bad rather than the Green Goblin. With the Green Goblin okay. dying at the end of the first act. What? Yeah. Yes. There's also a Greek chorus called the Geek Chorus made up. Oh, of I knew about people that. People yeah. wearing like high schooler costumes. Um. Arachne was also the leading lady. She had a song about trying on shoes and a scene where she sneaks into Peter's room and sings Turn Off the Dark, which is more or less the same scene here. But who cares? She also had two master plans, either of which would have, uh, she would have been perfectly fine with. Either have Peter fall in love with her or have him kill her. Either way, she is freed from her curse.
0: Would you call her a master planner?
2: <laughs> this is her saga.
1: I would call nobody involved with this a master planner, Lex.
0: Oh, That's I'm,
2: true. I'm rubbing uh, my temples so hard right now. Like Dr. Connors in the version 2.0 of this <laughs> musical.
0: With his funny little... With this funny little, mm, uh, this funny uh, little head. <laughs> Originally,
1: uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Alan Cumming, both of whom have worked with uh, Tamer before, were cast as MJ and the Green Goblin, respectively, but the endless delays the show faced getting to the preview period led to both dropping out. Alan Thank God they sense out. When asked about it after the fact, uh, Alan Cumming said, and I quote, Jesus Christ, talk
0: about a bullet dodged.
2: <laughs> Unlike <lying>. Uncle Ben <laughs> you, you, you know what, uh, fucking
0: throw him up f- 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 Floops, fooglies, throw them up <laughs> <laughs> Can throw I get up. a floop in the chat? Can I get some floops in the chat? Throw him up
1: the script underwent uh, several reworks. Uh, Bono and The Willy. Edge were brought in to write new music. The Original director Julie Tamer either quit or was fired after rejecting the changes from said reworks. And the musical had the longest preview period in Broadway history, with an astonishing 182 performances before the official premiere. Christ. Jesus Christ. Nightmare. Uh, trouble started very early when Bono and the Edge were preparing to sign the contracts. They realized no one had brought a pen. The Edge <laughs> stepped out of the room to grab one. And when he came back in the room, producer Tony Adams had suffered a massive and fatal stroke. He was dead <laughs> by the time they were in the hospital. I, I,
0: remember, I remember that from the from the documentary. That was <laughs> fucked up.
2: Holy shit. <laughs> This,
1: this place program. This placed all of the producing responsibilities on the shoulders of a man named David Garfinkel, who was a lawyer and a novice producer.
2: Oh, Garfinkel. no. Garfinkel's rise up. Garfinkel. Gar,
1: Garfinkel acknowledged his lack of, inex- of experience and gave director Julie Tamer a great deal of creative freedom. Uh, he found this to be a good idea on the face of her performance with The Lion King. Uh, However, she'd become enamored with Arachne and the idea of making Turn Off the Dark somewhat akin to a Greek play, complete with chorus, which didn't really work. Uh, She also made a bunch of changes to the story that didn't sit well with comic fans. So uh, Tamer, one of the hottest directors on Broadway, was fired from the production and has done very little since. Uh, She filed a lawsuit against the producers and uh, Bono and The Edge, claiming that she was uh, not only unjustly fired, but that they used her rewrites after without giving her credit and settled for a whole bunch of money. Uh, David Garfinkel's producing career ended with this show, and Bono and The Edge have ended up agreeing in interviews with the negative comments regarding the show and Tamer's direction. Oh my god. That's the most concise way I can put the
2: drama. I think I think she won in the end being able to walk away from this with a large sack of money.
1: mm-hmm, yeah, and not an Alan Smithy credit either, so yeah, <laughs> uh the show ended up being a massive financial loss estimated in the neighborhood of sixty million dollars in the red. Mm-hmm. The sheer expense of the whole endeavor meant that they would need to sell out every seat for three straight years to break even. Uh, Glenn Beck promoted this musical on his radio show, which gave it a little extra (laughs) attention.
0: Oh, that's the most 2010 thing I can think of. Glenn Beck. Ooh,
2: remember him? What what is he even doing nowadays? I haven't thought about him. I hope he's fucking dead. (laughs) He's like like in a grave. (laughs) They Uh, They brought him in to play JJ.
1: Jesus Christ. And the last thing I have here is that videos and statements from before previews began uh, promised that the musical was based on comics, not the movies, oh. which was a big, fat fucking lie, Big the f- musical is Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 <laughs> with a couple extra bits. Uh, luckily, thankfully, finally, that is everything I have to say about this musical.
2: Yeah. Oh. Wow.
0: All right. So now that we got that out of the way, before we go into our overall thoughts and, and get this episode done with, uh, we we've been hy- I've we I've been hyping this up ever since we started the, the this season of the podcast. And B has a special surprise for us, uh, and B has talked about it on his on his uh, stream. But uh, B, t- fucking take it away. What do, what do you got for us?
2: So uh, I'd like to preface this uh, by saying I am not a writer. Uh, I I have no uh, musical inclinations whatsoever. We did not ask, um, but-
0: We did not ask him to do this. He did this at his own volition. He watched the show four times to do this because he's a fucking insane
2: person. (laughs) Um, I have rewritten the entirety of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark to the best of my ability, and I would now like to present to you the B-make of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark.
0: Give us your pitch.
1: I'm lighting a big cigar and kicking my feet up.
2: I do do have the Google Doc open for uh, those of you uh, who would like to read along um but let's begin act one the watcher enters the stage and addresses the audience introducing himself as a celestial being who watches over but does not interfere in the unfolding stories of earth he explains that on this night the audience will bear witness to one of many stories surrounding a young man from the city of new york A man of great power who bears the responsibilities of protecting the city, but a story he will not share alone. The watcher then walks off stage. The curtains open up to a midtown New York City apartment. The centermost apartment suite is lit up as William Baker, sporting some bruises on his face, walks into his apartment and finds his young daughter Susan up late waiting for him to come home. William has good news, revealing to Susan that he has found work as a security guard for Oscorp after a a recent opening, Uh, and he no longer has to come home beaten and bruised from underground fighting anymore. Susan asks if they'll be able to afford a mansion and a pony and other childish things, to which William, trying to be a good father, says, maybe someday. As the conversation continues and Susan's innocent uh, asks grow more imaginative, the power goes out. And William bemoans that he couldn't afford to pay this month's electricity bill. Susan softly cries out that she is afraid of the dark. William sings to his daughter that if they, with the power out, can't turn on the light, then they will have to pretend that they can turn off the dark. You motherfucker. I made it work. I made it fit. It took one scene. It took one scene to make it work. So it means a thing. Okay. Interesting twist. It means a thing in this musical. Uh, the sun starts to rise on the set, which then shifts to the street below and a radio playing on a stack of newspapers bemoans that this summer is expected to be the hottest on record with no relief in sight. And immediately the sunrise beyond the city blocks is met with a bombastic overture of the Spider-Man theme, originally composed by Paul Webster and Bob Harris from the Spider-Man cartoon series. An armored van overtakes, uh, overtaken by a cavalcade of masked goons bursts onto the set Uh, and down the city street as Spider-Man swings from the back of the theater onto the top of the van uh, on the set. The masked goons begin to question one by one uh whether or not Spider-Man is actually capable of to the teen, to the, the tune of the theme uh what he is actually capable of. Can he spin a web of any size? Does he really catch bad guys just like flies? Uh, eventually the goons are defeated one by one and Spider-Man using his web-slinger stops the armored van before it collides with an ambulance. Uh the set fills with uh extras crowding the scene uh but the center stage is taken by Peter Parker Um, who has quickly removed his spider suit out of sight of everyone else. Uh, Peter, for a brief moment, uh, looks like he is about to start singing when he is nearly run down by the limo of one J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson leaps out onto the sunroof of his limo and begins to yell at Peter and chases him off. J.J. then assumes the center of the stage and announces that the Daily Bugle has been following the lead of a freak dressed like some kind of ant man for months now and then starts to sing on top of the oscorp van about how wonderful and profitable the freaks of new york are in a very carnival barker styled song behold and wonder singing about the man with robotic octopus arms who stole stark tech last week the weird old man dressed like a vulture who robbed a bank uh the week before uh and then a guy with a fishbowl for a head doing some weird wild magic uh and how these freaks are still on the loose unaccosted uh throughout the song the citizens of new york correct jj and inform him that those freaks time and time again were stopped by a strange web slinging hero which jj dismisses um before leaving the set in his limo he asks a bodega hand who the kid was and where he could be found as he grips the dropped photos of spider-man that peter left behind uh, police then arrive on scene with Norman Osborn. Uh Norman opens up the door to so the armored van, revealing it was uh, an armored van from Oscorp, and then produces a metal suitcase from it. Uh, the set dims to black, uh, black light, and the suitcase glows in eerie purple as Norman uh, monologues through song, DIY World, uh, that the content within is the key to Oscorp's greatest discovery to date, uh, and with it, the power to genetically redefine humanity. As the song concludes an eerie voice calls out to Norman but he nervously shrugs it off as Norman leaves the stage a trail of fluorescent purple is left in his wake from the chase um, then the uh, we we experience our first set change uh, the set changes to the ledge of the Chrysler building where Spider-Man swings onto set to meet with Mary Jane Watson already waiting for Peter with a packed lunch for the two of them the two How lament at they I. uh uh f- Hot, hot, hot burgers. Carry on. Okay, Uh, (laughs) with a with a sack of hot burgers, a sack of ten, a sack of hot burgers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> already waiting I for Peter. I love my a, hot burgers. <laughs> I love my hot burgers. Already with a packed lunch for the two of them. The two lament at their current lives. Mary Jane tired and uh, of her dismissive and inconsiderate acting agent. And Peter now unmasked, saying it's hard to find a job that's flexible enough for him to continue his work as Spider Man. Peter, trying to be sub- a supportive, friend encourages Mary Jane to stand up for herself like she did with Peter when they were in high school. The conversation is continued through the song No More. Spider-Man's Spidey sensors uh, Spidey senses trigger, and with a quick goodbye, uh, Peter remasks and leap off, leaps off the building to the streets below, where he finds a group of thugs smashing cars and attacking people in a wild frenzy. Unresponsive to Peter's calls for the thro- the thugs to stand down, Spider-Man notes how these are the same goons who stole the Oscorp van earlier that day. The goons try to attack Spider-Man, chanting in unison the song Venom, as they quickly turn into the hideous human-animal hybrids. As Spider-Man finally dispatches the, th- the thugs, he wonders out loud what could create these half-human, half-animal hybrids and wonder wonders if these animal-human hybrids are something like him spider-man in a monologue song flashback bouncing off the walls we find out how a young peter parker on a field trip to oscorp was bitten by a radioactive spider that granted him the powers of a human of a superhuman spider uh spider-man's monologue is interrupted when his spidey senses fire off and he is attacked by a lizard man the set goes dark
0: i like think you cap- on the google doc you capitalized lizard but not man so it's just Lizardman. Lizard
2: man. I. I. I don't have an editor. I apologize. No. Uh, I don't, to... it, I'm not. I'm not making fun <laughs> of that. I just find it
0: really funny. He's Attacked by a lizard man.
2: By a lizard man. Um. Set change two. The scene changes to an Oscorp laboratory. Norman Osborne enters the scene in a stupor, panting and sweating. He stumbles to the ground unconscious, and the metal suitcase he holds slides across the stage. Enter Dr. Otto Octavius, a.k.a. Uh, Doc Ock. I, I, for some reason, I have a.k.a. Octopus, but he is not simply known as the Octopus. Um, who descends from the ceiling using his mechanical arms and plucks the metal briefcase from the ground? He whispers to the to the unconscious Norman Osborn, telling him to wake up as they have work to do. Norman Osborn begins to thrash around as his alter ego the Green Goblin begins to take over his body the Green Goblin begins to sing a villainous rendition of Bouncing Off the Walls explaining through song his Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde scenario brought on by an Oscorp experiment gone wrong that he seeks to perfect through what he calls the serum. The serum will turn anyone who comes in contact with it into an obedient animal-human hybrid and he plans to infect the whole of New York with the serum to create an army loyal to him. So he's trying to make furries, an army of furries. He's he's trying to make the largest fur fest known to man. Good God, he must be a foul (laughs) villain. He must be stopped. Uh, the spotlight illuminates an ankle-chained Dr. Connors that Doc Ock was keeping imprisoned for the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin grabs a glowing vial from the briefcase and opens the vial of the stable uh, serum in front of Dr. Connors, who pleads with Norman that their work was supposed to help mankind. The Green Goblin retorts, telling him that his reward for working so hard on the serum is to be uh, is to have the privilege of being the first person to test it, giving the good doctor three doses. But Doctor Connors loses his mind as he is turned into a cold blood, blooded lizard man hybrid uh noticing the trail of hazardous serum dripping from the briefcase octavius scolds the green goblin for being careless telling him that the briefcase could infect anyone who comes in contact with it raising uh suspicions uh back to oscorp the green goblin uh lets loose the lizard uh into a giant uh drain grate then commands the oh god sorry my mouth is getting dry then commands um him to follow the trail of serum and kill anyone who has come in contact with it. The Green Goblin then commands Doc Ock to ready the serum, the citywide serum dispensers. As the Sinister Two leave the set, Green Goblin two. begins to re- return to his normal ego. Norman Osborn stumbles to the ground. William Baker enters the laboratory and aids the semi-conscious Norman Osborn into standing, touching the bit of serum stained on Norman. Oh, no. Set change three. Uh, The scene returns to Spider-Man fighting off the lizard in a bombastic overture with Spider-Man swinging across the stage, landing blow after blow against the creature. After fighting, Peter notes how sore he is from taking blows from these animal men. Uh, Looking to retreat and lick his wounds, Spider-Man makes his way for Queens, but not before stringing the lizard up upside down on a lamppost for the police to collect. As the set shifts from the core of New York, Spider-Man, after a long day of web-slinging, slips out of costume in the dark um, and returns to uh, the home of Aunt May uh, in in the uh, Queen's neighborhood. Aunt May welcomes Peter and dotes on him, noting how he looks bruised and beaten. Peter tells Aunt May that he got a bit roughed up from some muggers who jumped him, uh, but some guy in a red costume swung in on a rope and chased them off. Aunt May embraces Peter Peter and dotes on him further, telling him that she doesn't want to end up losing the only family she has left. May excuses herself for trying to guilt trip Peter, but Peter tells May that he's fine. He wouldn't want to lose her either. As Aunt May lets Peter go from her hug, she notices the sticky purple glowing liquid that Peter has smudged into a scratch on his face and that wipes it off with icky. a white glove. The stick the sticky icky. The the uh the, the weed bong resin that Peter has on his face. Aunt May tells Peter to wash up and she'll prepare for dinner for the two of them. In separate rooms, they sink together. Picture this. Lamenting at the loss of their loved ones and the struggle to uh, for them both to keep face as Spider-Man as an uh, and as an elderly woman who can barely afford to make ends meet, keeping these secrets from each other uh, as to make their only living relative uh, not have to worry about their well-being. Peter's parents and Uncle Ben, whose uh, photographs adorn the Queen's household, um, also join in uh, in song as well. It's a little frightening. Uh, (laughs) their their ghosts are haunting them uh and are telling them to kill uh to avenge their spirits
0: it's like it's like an it when the kid's little brother is in the the, there's a picture of it in the book and he winks at him and then blood comes out of the book
2: oh yeah 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 yeah. uh aunt may calls peter for dinner but tells peter that she does not feel all too well and that he'll have to eat alone tonight as she heads for bed um As the curtains draw to a close, the theater uh, uh, goes uh, for intermission, but not before the watcher assumes the stage and informs the audience that while he cannot intervene in the lives of those who live on Earth, he does encourage the audience to try the buttered popcorn and carbonated sodas of the concession stand in the lobby. Mm, Buttered popcorn. (laughs) Act two begins. At this point, I ran out of spoons, which is to say I didn't have enough mental fortitude to sort of flesh out a lot of this part. Uh, So I do have some like notes for notes about how I'd like uh, two of these scenes to go. Um, But uh, there's one scene that I I really like that I would love to to have in a Spider-Man musical. But we'll get to that in a bit. Act two. Uh, Norman Osborn wakes up in the Oscorp building, uh, talks to the Green Goblin in a mirror. Uh, The song Freak by Me, uh, or, or sorry, A Freak Like Me Needs Company. Uh, starts playing, and he's sort of like manipulated by his alter ego to infect uh, William, the uh, the new Oscorp security that's there. Uh, William is affected by sort of like an unstable version of the Venom, and he turns into the Sandman. Sandman. Um, and then the city below falls into chaos uh, as uh, the Green Goblin descends into the streets, and he sings uh, New York Debut. Um, set change one. Uh, The musical returns with Peter sitting atop his aunt's home in Queens, Uh, looking out at the moonlit city skyline. Mary Jane, uh, returning to her father's uh, home next door after a long day, notices Peter and climbs up to the roof of the house to join him. Peter talks to MJ about how he has reservations about being Spider-Man. Peter is afraid that if he dies, Aunt May will be left alone in the world. Uh, And then MJ asks Peter if he would really be fine with giving up using his powers for good. Uh, Peter responds with the words of wisdom that his uncle once shared with him, uh, that with great power comes great responsibility, and that he feels like he needs to be responsible for his own safety and for the well-being of Aunt May. Peter sings, if the world should end, expressing his feelings that even if the world were to go to ruin, he would want to be by the side of the people he loves. Uh, As MJ asks, and who do you love, Peter Parker, in a playful manner? Uh, A crash is heard inside the house of May Parker and a weakened, warbling um, sort of uh, voice of May Parker sort of permeates the set. Uh, Peter flips into uh, into his aunt's home. Uh, through an open window and finds Aunt May halfway through some sort of animalistic metamorphosis, crying out to Peter. Uh, May, in a confused and delirious state, slips into unconsciousness. Peter finds the washcloth uh, May used on Peter and the fluorescent stain left by the serum on it. Peter realizes that by giving up the hunt for the scent of the strange events surrounding the animal hybrids, he has placed the only living person he has left in grave danger. Peter quickly uh, dons the Spider-Man costume takes the washcloth and leaps from his aunt's home, pleading to MJ to keep an eye on Aunt May uh, and to call him if anything changes with her. MJ is shocked to see Aunt May in her current state, but agrees. As Peter swings onto the back of a train heading towards Manhattan, he begins to swing and sing, I just can't walk away. Now we get to what I, this this is the reason why I wanted to make this, this remake of the musical. Doc already's. Doc Ock readies one of the many machines that will dispense the serum across the city. Another villain, the Vulture, swoops onto the scene and perches over Doc Ock. The Vulture talks with Doc Ock, telling him that he has heard rumblings from the criminal scene that Oscorp has been up to something, that the city is witness to crazed people who have nearly superhuman strength, and that Dr. Otto Octavius has been rumored to be at the center of it. Doc Ock reveals to Vulture about Norman's serum-induced psychosis and plans to drive the city into a chemical frenzy. How Doc Ock has been working with the insane Norman as a means to have access to Oscorp tech. And once the city falls, he'll use the chaos and confusion to break into the first national bank and flee the city with his winnings. The vulture tells... Spanish
0: gold doubloons that he wants.
2: (laughs) The large sack of gold doubloons. The vulture tells Doc Ock that he wants in on the scheme and that it'll be easier to escape from Manhattan by air than by street. Doc Ock, pleased with the idea of working along uh, uh, alongside an old friend, tosses the Vulture a syringe of the vaccine to the Oscorp serum. The Vulture and Doc Ock, lost in thought at the prospect of finally making it rich, begin to sing, If I Were a Rich Man, from the musical Fiddler on the Roof. Yes! Yes! That's why I wanted to make this musical. If I were a rich man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Thank fucking God somebody had the balls to do it Uh,
2: i I did this for you lex because i know how much you love that fucking clip
0: i fucking love that video of so much of alfred molina uh on the set of spider-man 2 singing if i were a rich man i love that video
2: so much and now he has a friend (sighs) to sing alongside with him thank god thank god uh so so i'll take my 75 million dollars now to make uh to make my own musical i can only (laughs) give you two well i'll take it uh spider-man catches a glimpse of the two villains and swings onto set swiftly dispatching the vulture with a kick and tangling doc ock in a web spider-man grapples with doc ock and demands he starts talking as doc ock begins to plead and reveals he was working for oscorp the serum dispenser begins to spew a purple fog which begins to affect doc ock and vulture revealing the vaccine that the green goblin made does not actually work Doc Ock, as he begins to change, asks P- Spider-Man how he's how he could possibly be immune to the effects of the serum. Spider-Man realizes and explains that he is immune uh, because the same formula must have been used on him when he was bitten by a radioactive spider. Uh, Spider-Man asks if he could use his blood as a vaccine, and to Doc Ock's shock and surprise says yes. After Spider-Man intimidates Doc Ock, he agrees to make an aerosol vaccine at Oscorp and to spread it around the city if Spider-Man saves him and the Vulture. Spider-Man swings away after injecting Doc Ock and Vulture with a, a small sample of his blood, and the serum's effects begin to subside. After Spider-Man leaves, uh, Vulture asks Doc Ock if he's really going to turn good. Doc Ock explains that he's really only helping to get back at Norman, and that they can use this opportunity to uh, rob Oscorp of some more secrets. Uh, As the set changes, we see uh, the city of New York fall into chaos as its citizens, affected by the aerosol version of the serum, um, dispersed, placed around it, turn into monsters uh set change three again just like a just like a brief sparks note version uh fight beque- between green goblin and spider-man uh spider-man um is told by the green goblin that this was all just sort of like an elaborate trap to kill spider-man uh to see which of like his creations is the strongest uh either those citizens of new york who have been affected by the serum or spider-man who's sort of had like a filtered version of the spirit of the the serum uh and then sandman uh fights uh, Spider-Man, but he's also trying to fight the influence of the Green Goblin um, and just sort of like drags him into like maybe the sewers below or out of like an office building. Um, And they both plummet seemingly to their death. Um the musical finale comes to a conclusion with Susan uh, Baker alone in the Baker's apartment waiting for his dad to come home not knowing the fate that had befallen him hours ago uh she sings to her teddy bear Turn off the dark hoping that her dad will come home uh the musical looks as though it will end on the death of Sandman uh but a weakened Spider-Man helping a badly bruised William Baker into his apartment uh apologizes to his daughter for being late again and then the curtains close on stage Uh, The Watcher then takes the stage for one last time and begins to speak as J. Jonah Jameson uh, then takes over the stage in front of the confused Watchman. uh, J. Jonah Jameson on his cell phone uh, bellows loudly into the receiver, barking at Peter Parker that he's a hard man to track down, but he's got a job offer for him. And that's it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff missing. Uh, obviously, like the resolution with uh, Aunt May. I kind of wanted more stuff with like uh, with, uh, with 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 uh, MJ and Spider-Man in terms of romance. Maybe more of an emphasis on Spider-Man's origins, and maybe more emphasis between behind like uh, Green Goblin's actions and Norman's actions. But I just did this to have Doc Ock singing uh, uh, "Fiddler on the Roof." That's Our, what I wanted out of this. By far, the most ambitious
0: thing we've had on the show.
2: <laughs> J- just because of
0: that, it's already a million times better. That was, uh, yeah. Again, we did not ask you to do that, but that was uh, that was
2: fun. Yeah, it was Thank fun you making very it. Much,
1: B for that
0: amazing, <laughs> amazing thing.
2: Uh, so, so, uh, Bono, uh, if you're listening, I've got a proposition Ooh. for you, you fucker.
0: You've you've got you've got options. <laughs> uh, all right, now that we've sort of gotten that out of the way, I guess we could sort of do our, our overall thoughts on on the show in general. So, uh, Alex, what do what do you what do you think about turn off the dark? Well, uh, I think that it is
1: a bad idea. <laughs> I think that Spider Man lends itself very well to things like a movie that you can put an effects team behind and in like a dedicated actor and a director with a vision that doesn't suck. Um, It lends itself well to animation. It, it, there's mediums that work. Um, hell, I think if you have the right creative team, you could do a Spider-Man radio drama. You know what I mean? You don't need to fucking see anything to have a Spider-Man story. The thing that it doesn't lend itself well to is the enclosed and specific, controlled environment of a live performance that has to go not only well every time, but outside of the technical aspects, it has to be good enough to go as far as Broadway, just having the money and having the ability to make it doesn't mean that it's going to be anything resembling quality. And I think this is like a, like a living history book lesson about having more money than sense. Um, I can't say I enjoyed it. It had fun moments, but in my humblest of Spider-Man internet opinions, I think this is probably the worst thing we've seen this entire season. Uh, and I say that, Having said out loud after during watching this, my my partner, Nicola, came home and saw me like, you know, watching it and said I looked miserable. And I said, I wish I was watching the new animated series. I said that and I meant it. Well,
0: the new the new animated series has such a weird audacity to it that it's it adds adds that sort of charm. But uh, it made me appreciate
1: it more in retrospect.
0: Yeah, Uh, I, I, I agree with you in a lot of cases. Uh, I, I think that the thing that makes this different from something like the new animated series is that same sort of corporate soullessness that plagued the amazing movies. It's like, obviously, everyone who was involved in this, not all, obviously, not the actors, uh, but like all the main creatives who were involved in this, like Bono and Julie taymor they were obviously fucking huffing their own farts and they thought that they were super geniuses of the stage. Uh, and it, you end up getting a piece of complete dog shit like this. Uh, it's ugly. It's poorly written. It's mechanically incompetent. Uh, normally I try to find the charm in these sorts of bad things. Like I even had the points where I liked Spider-Man 77, even though most of that is boring as fuck. Uh, but this, this just, there's not really a whole lot of redeeming qualities. I don't want to say it's the worst thing I've seen for the entire podcast. I think it still goes to amazing too. I just oh, hate yeah. that movie so, so much. I do.
1: I'm in the season, I suppose, when I say
0: <laughs> it. I, I just hate that movie so much. Uh, but this is very close. This is a very, very bad show. Don't watch it thinking that it's... Don't watch it for fun. This is not an endorsement of, of, of like, oh, it's so bad it's good. It's not. It's just dog shit. And don't watch it.
2: I I... It's not the worst musical I've ever seen because that reward goes to the movie version of Into the Woods, um, which me and my family watched one Christmas day in complete silence, not, not able to pick up on the seething uh, that we were all experiencing as we were watching it. There are parts of this musical that I actually really, really liked. some of the set design um I, I I despite the the sort of jokerfication of the green goblin, it was it was a lot of musicals are cheesy they're they're cheesy and it's 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 a very purposeful cheese to it. And I kind of I I appreciated a little of that coming from from this this interpretation of the Green Goblin, um, but it's not good. It's 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 not good. Uh, neither the first version nor the second version. But it's also not the absolute worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But I'm also a man who likes Turkish Star Wars, so t- take that with the largest grain <laughs> of salt imaginable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a question or a comment that you want us to read on next week's episode, you can send it to us at our email address. That would be Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to, you can shoot us a DM on Twitter, at spideysignals. Next week, we're in the, the fucking final countdown. Next week is the penultimate episode of the season. Uh, we're talking about three little tiny comic books uh, that were made in the '60s uh, by uh, two guys named Stan and Steve. Uh, they're called the Master Planner Saga, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 31, 32, and 33. It's going to be a lot of fun because those issues are really, really good, uh, and they're they're a nice little palate cleanser from this before we get into uh, To No Way Home. Uh, yeah. So until then, stay responsible. Oh, bye. Goodbye. Don't fall off the Chrysler Building. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> <to> get webbed <laughs> to pianos. In the Mon, in the Mon, in the